What's up, Toka fam? It's Six from the Tokadon Podcast. Just want a sec. We want to thank you guys for all the support you've given us in this colorful spandex, shiny belt-filled adventure. We want to bring you the best Toka-related entertainment possible, and it takes effort. Sometimes we actually have to research, and Carl falls asleep when he has to read the wordy stuff. So catch Tokadon live on twitch.tv forward slash kaijucarl, or you can find Tokadon on Podbean and any of your favorite podcast sites. If you like the stuff we bring you, and you want to support the show, you can head over to our Patreon, where for $2, you can subscribe. We'll even shout you out on the show. Also, visit merch store for the latest Tokudan goodies. We got shirts, we got sweaters, we got what you want. Thanks for the sec. I'm Six from the Tokudan Podcast. See ya. In a world of shiny helmets, spandex jumpsuits, and strange monsters, these heroes force-feed you a bowl of awesome that is the Tokudan Podcast. Friends, how are we doing? Hi guys. Welcome back to Tokudan, the new and improved uh, Tokudan 2.0. I guess. We look so good. We, we look, look so, so good, fucking good. So good, man. Yeah. How uh, you been? How you been? Uh, well, we... I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I, it is. Yeah, I think it's been like... I think between the fog of euphoric haze that we were in yesterday mm-hmm. never really wore off i think i might have passed out for like two hours and then woke up thinking like was that real that happened right yep. yeah that happened okay cool <laughs> so yeah it's been the same for me i'm still kind of like wow what the hell yeah it's uh it's been wild uh so for anyone who doesn't know and i apologize for anyone looking at the stream i'm fixing things live fixing. as we're going given time um, it's not really difficulties it's just you moved like an asshole <laughs> oh all right You're stop good. moving Rob. stop moving all right stop stop switching right. sides i had you nice all and right. lined up my um, bad, my bad. but yeah we spent saturday thanks to team rider uh hanging out at new york city comic-con which is and, uh, yeah, thousand thank you so i can't big. even i can't even express how awesome it was like Oh. Yeah, so let's try. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for reference, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on stream, but one of the things that I've always had as a goal as a creator with this podcast in general was to be invited to a con. Um yes. as a guest, as you know, for a panel specifically. Um and one of those dreams essentially came through, which was amazing to see. Um Team Rider hit us up and we're like, hey, do you guys want to come hang out at uh nycc we were just like what the fuck okay yeah hey, like like who wait are you yeah. sure wait carl did are you sure they sent that to us like they are you said, sure yeah. we didn't I was like, get like you know this? i know, I, I know we sure? hang out on the streams and do the like i hang out on the streams do the panels but like are you guys sure you want me to come hang out in the sure? booth like is that cool or <laughs> so us right you know uh, you know like, you're, you're us, us okay the, these uh, these dinguses yeah because we'll show up <laughs> yeah so it was very cool very surreal they did an amazing um good deed in my opinion and literally made a dream come true of mine um and it's it was uh at one point i felt 
like crying. <laughs> it was no, very I mean, emotionally. Honest, yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was it was just a lot of emotions. That's what it was. Um, it was. And, and not negative in any way, shape, or form. I don't want anyone to think, like, you know, <laughs> the crying was negative. Like, I was stupid happy and grinning ear to ear most of the day. Um, when we got yeah. there, we got the tour of the booth. Bandai had, like, a third of the floor. It was ridiculous. Um, absolutely wild. We got a tour. I got to see a Gundam base for the first time. Yeah, um, You know, if you guys oh, watch the streams God. outside of the podcast, you know I love me my Gundams. So I was mm-hmm. like a kid in a goddamn candy store. Like, we walked in and... Uh, <laughs> We were, we just kind of like, well, let's, past. we got it. We walked in because we weren't sure if we could, we had, they gave us passes and we didn't, we weren't sure if we could just like assume that we could just yeah. approach anything. We were still like, you know, Hey, we know it's cool that we're here, but we don't want to yeah, like, push our luck. Is it cool that we're even here? Like, do they mind? Are we in the way? Mm-hmm. So we're just like, you know what? Let, let's take a look. And the, it became like basically like our golden ticket like we just walked around in this haze because it was like we could yeah. you were just like they were like guys go have fun yeah they Take were like just, just wander around and we were like just wander around wait really we like, just wander okay you know what you know what blows my mind bro like we were there what five hours six hours and like we were we mostly stayed in the bandai section mm-hmm. but given that time we were there we still didn't see everything in the bandai section like we we still didn't get to do everything that was possible there and i came to find out bro i don't know if you heard yet but did you know jensen was there jensen ackles jensen was there man oh man yeah no yeah no so yeah (laughs) normally when we we go to a con we kind of at least like pick out some things we're going to check out you know get some kind of itinerary plan this was literally uh okay we're going to show up we don't really know what's going on yeah Uh, but we're going to wing it like we always fucking do we're really good we'll find a way if you guys haven't noticed the theme of this show is just wing it we Um, find a way we make it happen yeah (laughs) so it was just it was so surreal like walking into exhibits and things and we even got like a cool secret room that we were allowed to hang out in and it was just the whole thing was so surreal and so cool um i i don't know how to explain or if i even can talk about but i'm going to talk about it anyway so i'm sorry team rider if you guys see this i'm sorry Um, Uh we were 10 feet away from an entire super riot team for about an hour Bro, um, we could we could we could see them having the greatest conversation. They were just chit chatting, yakking, chuckling away, doing their thing, and we're just like, these guys are actually here. Yeah, no, this, that's super here. riot. That's the <laughs> Ultraman guys. Like, it was literally a guy in an Ultraman suit. They had an, an actor in an Ultraman suit. Oh, like it dope. was just, it was so crazy. There were CEOs. There was all kinds of people that like. I don't get starstruck. It's just not my thing. People are people. Um, yeah. It was just it was a surreal environment to be in. That's all it was. I think I think we commented on that because it was it was a moment where we were, where even though it was a surreal moment, the people around us were just yeah being like normal. Like one guy was just watching like wrestling videos chill. on his phone, and the entire man, time like, runs the toy division. Like, like oh okay cool. Just, I'm like that's that's the kind of people that run the stuff that we love. The yeah. kind of people that are like us. That's I'm like I'm like this is yeah. refreshing as hell because even the cosplayers that were getting dressed and there was like a whole entourage of like cosplayers dude and mm-hmm. and they were so good suits this the ultraman suit you just mentioned clean although yeah i mean who was the one that kind of had an issue i can't remember but that was one that had a little bit of a a, a 
wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, it was, I was uh, a player. I have no idea. One of them. One yeah. of them. Um, uh, anyway, but it was okay. just like it was so crazy to just be in that situation. And we, you know, we were talking about how, like, how the fuck did we even get here? <laughs> and it, it was like just us doing this exactly this. Just, yeah, like you know, it was just, it was we weird liked. to just be like, yo, I'm I I be a dumb dumb in the microphone, and I'm standing in and in a goddamn like room full of a, the people a, who make a, it a lounge for just like yeah. big high up world people to hang out yeah. in like there was Shout a reporter out. from france hanging out in there i was like what the yeah. hell man that guy and he had a dope book bag what was it i think it was a death death notebook bag but yeah. it was just it was a very uh surreal experience and i can't thank team rider enough for letting us have that experience i know jim and Jim, friends of the podcast they've been on here a hundred times um we love those guys to death they were there today hanging out we didn't get we did not get a chance to hang out today we couldn't swing it yeah, unfortunately had to make but it happen guys there was a panel today they showed the last two episodes of Fudo pi i'm waiting to see if someone will answer my text about how that went <laughs> oh we'll get there we'll um, get there <laughs> yeah no it was i i can't thank team rider enough for the opportunities they give us and the love that they give us and you know most importantly at around two o'clock yesterday was the uh on saturday if you're listening in the future times was the yeah. the meetup that we were doing yeah, um, and oh, they man. had this whole lineup of they had the futo pi C, uh, csm they had the memorial uh ichigo csm they had uh what else did they have they had the zero one belt they also they had, had the, the zero one, driver uh, and oracle driver the yep. oracle driver um, the csm oracle. Yep. um uh to do what else and the geats yeah, the, the desire desire driver. Driver. Yep. yeah so the, in front of this huge display this big futo backdrop we had a chance to hang out and just chill with probably 50 common rider fans just non-stop out. everywhere we everywhere you fun. looked a new face smiling we were all having great time yeah like, we were doing henshins but, on video we were doing all kinds of great stuff um it was just such a refreshing experience and like I said, I can't like say it enough. It was just very surreal, but it was very refreshing at the same time to just be around the community. You know, um, yeah. we'll get to the, our Toku or our hero spotlight in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like we were, we were living it. Like that's why we started that segment. Like it's about the love of the community and things like that. And like everyone was laughing, having a good time. Um, we were talking about Common Rider and everyone's favorite and giving David shit about why he likes Gaim. Um, yeah, well, I was defending David for a good majority of that, but it was it was it was yeah. an uncomfortable amount of blade love going on. There so was a lot of so that. there was, was like a lot, a, a we lot more blade in, love. And you guys I know really my joke at this point. It's, it's the goddamn blade <laughs> gang, right? Like we pop up out of nowhere and we just rule the room. All of a sudden, yeah. David's like, "Yo, what's your favorite common rider?" And someone's like, "Oh, blade." What's your and favorite common like, rider? Blade. Okay, we're done. <laughs> okay, we're done. And I was like, brother, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Legit. It, but again, it, it just goes to show, like, it's 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 the environment. Like, everybody's yeah. just embracing it. We were like, ah, fuck you. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah. It was so cool to see. That is why we are the Crab Vi stamp. Yes. We, uh, we, we, we spread that shit like wildfire. It was dope. It was dope. Um, it, Gary let's, is let's, asking who bought the most. It was me. It was me. Um, technically yes yeah we'll get to the, we'll yes. get to the buys in a second because we did get yes. some toku buys i don't know if you have we yours did. with you in front of we you had to oh i have it i didn't you, you, you've taken yours off it's i slept with it i think i showered with it twice well, the batteries are still in there yeah <laughs> no no i have this thing uh, you'll see guys you'll see um but yeah the no the meetup was fantastic we met a whole bunch of people <laughs> welcome to the blade gang gary says that's exactly what it was uh, welcome to the goddamn blade gang 
yeah, uh, yeah, we were able to link yeah. up. We saw like we were walking around with the belt, some random people that we like. We met a developer, Blizzard, who was just like, "Hey, man, I love What's Kamen up? Rider. What's up? I love Kamen. Just a, a guy just chilling. Oh, he was dressed as um, Taskmaster. Oh my god, Taskmaster. Yeah, just a cosplayer who's a developer at Blizzard. Loved the Kamen Rider belts we had. Yep. He's just like, like he dude, whatever, and bought one. Wild. Yep. <laughs> just just a, a flavor of the. And it, we were just walking around, you know what I mean? It wasn't part of the meetup thing. Literally perusing through, trying to find our yep. way through everything. And the um, amount of insanity that we encountered and didn't see. Yeah, I'm so excited to do this again, bro. And and when we get a chance, um, we have to make it happen. Because there's no way that I'll miss this again. No yep. way. No, it was, um, you know, give if, if offered the opportunity, I would 100% do it and make sure I can go for the entire weekend. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I, again, I can't thank Team Rider enough for giving us that opportunity and also, you know, sharing the love and, like, they do great work. Um, you know, I think some people give them way too much shit because they're on the front lines doing it and they can't make everyone happy. But yeah, that's, you know, it's a tough. fandom. So. Listen, it, it was not for nothing, but to, 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 to give them a little bit more, we... He took a couple minutes, Dave took a couple minutes to break down, you know, some of the stuff that they struggle with just to get what we got. And, you know, we we bellyache about wanting what we get sometimes however appreciate that fact that there is somebody out there advocating for even a fraction of the things that they can get yep so it's Uh, it's worth so he he kind of explained he gave us the lowdown on some some things we can't talk about honestly right Um, exactly like i'm trying to be ginger about it yeah (laughs) some things we can't talk about but also he gave us just he gave everyone at the meetup kind of like how it works and how he had to fight to get the desire driver over here which he shouldn't like we all know that he you know we shouldn't i think we have done more than enough to prove that you know it's popular in the west and outside of japan i shouldn't even say just the west just outside of japan um and you know it's frustrating for david who has to have that conversation every week with the execs and all this kind of stuff so he you know he was just kind of saying like you know if you want to it, it you know they got a little heat for being like you know show the support but like they have to they have to keep showing it to them and, and they don't know why they have to keep showing it to them but they do so uh he was also it's telling us that Superaya is much easier to work with than toei so <laughs> and that's all we'll say that. <laughs> that's all we will say that's all we will um, say so, so have fun with that uh, friends um, <laughs> um but other than that i mean uh we did get to see a bunch of great things that they have all the dragon ball figures all the gundam figures they have elden ring figures that i want so badly mm-hmm. Shout outs to those like this is oh yeah. And um So this happened. Um That did and, happen. And it? the only ID core that needs to be <laughs> You just blow out our speakers now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna blow out my fucking microphone. So most importantly Here we go, friends. I've never actually heard these sounds because it was very loud when we bought these, so it was so loud. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. And then, and then the most important one from today's episode. Oof, oof. Zombie boost, baby. Oh, God. Oh, 
Beautiful. And then, of course, what? you can do. Oh, no. Did, did you guys did you guys see what this one is? It's a it's a giant rocket punch. Yeah, it's a zombie, it's a zombie rocket punch. And then, of course, you what? can. Because why not? Because why not? That's all. Um, What's scarier than a running zombie? A boosted yeah, a rocket zombie. arm zombie. <laughs> That's what's scary. <laughs> Who has a a large orange hand on its foot? He has. He has. You prefer really dangerous zombie? I prefer that we don't talk about dangerous zombie because dangerous zombie is poopy doo caca. So no dangerous zombie. What's the new one? There's like a super form of it. That thing. That's a I don't little know. scary. Are you talking about the cannon gonna... like Muteki thing? Yeah, because well, I don't think it's the same thing, but there is like a super zombie shit. If they're yeah. if they're doing anything with it, watch it come back. Because mm. of my theory. Watch. Well, yeah, but I mean that's if Kuroto comes back. So you know it is. He will. Sure. Why Call not? It. Call it. Why not? And, but I have. Move it. Move it more to your chin. We can't see it. There you go. Yeah, he was rocking a Magnum Boost. Yes, classic sir. he was going og and then so i bought the one that came with the zombie hand obviously he bought the og one but they both came with the uh, armed hammer little buckle i can't hear it oh maybe it's just blowing it out so it can't hear it that's what i'm saying like there's no way you're not hearing that no i can't hear it at all that's crazy wow Damn. It's so loud. It just blows the microphone out where the microphone's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but that's that's my point. It, that's how loud it was, and we couldn't even hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's the insanity that this place was. But I, I got to say, like, the, there was no way I was leaving without the Desire Driver. As soon as they, they displayed it, yep. fair price. Can't even argue with the price because nope. son of a bitch. It was your average DX. It was 70 bucks um, flat and then tax, you know. Um, can't argue with that. So, no. yes, thank you, Team Rider, so much for giving us that experience and letting me uh, be able to live out my Buffa fantasies. So, that is that. In and so many ways. I am so excited so to pick ways. up the Ninja Driver or the Ninja Buckle and then do Zombie Ninja and then never take off the buckles ever again. <laughs> it looks so good. I'm so surprised how good that looks. The only thing that throws me with the Ninja is the gear. I don't understand the gear. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't get it yeah well so we'll see but it's green, um, so I but i mean i guess it's like clockwork kind of thing um but gary's also asking what our favorite non-toku thing we saw was uh non-toku non thing we honestly the didn't elf. see like spend a lot of time not that's the thing like i'm things. telling you guys we spent that much time there and we didn't see like half of half of yeah. what was there it was like, like we've tried to find <laughs> gifts for people that we were getting gifts for and then we like hung around the bandai booth that was pretty much it <laughs> yeah and and it was just like that blur of like trying to find something even yeah. engaging with the people that we met along the way it was like so surreal like i'm yeah. telling you the whole time we were there we're like we need to sit down and realize that this is actually happening <laughs> this is this is so awesome every bit of it and and i'm, I'm regretting it because like dude next time we're gonna go prepared and we're gonna see freaking everything because we miss jensen ackles and i'll never forgive myself <laughs> he'll never. be back it's fine um for me i think the the coolest non-toku thing we saw was yeah, probably gun to base question um, um the gundam base for you yeah it was definitely the gundam base i like i said i you know i i think there's been a pop-up in new york once in a while this might be the first one i'm not sure but like la gets the gundam base stuff all the time 
I've never actually seen one. They had a, uh, I think it was a one-third scale statue of RX-78-2 doing the last shooting pose, and it lit up and did noise, and the beam rifle noise, the, you know, the iconic beam rifle noise would come out of it, and yeah. it lit up and did all this cool stuff. And just walking around and seeing all these gunpla kits, I bought two gunpla that were from my childhood that I haven't seen printed in years. Oh, um, man, yeah. And they are nice. They're so nice. They're Oof. very I actually started building them. I have my would friend's you? little head right here. Yeah, it's hard to see. <laughs> But he's right here, and here's a shoulder piece. Um, if you can tell what gunpla this is from the head and the shoulder, please. Please. You'll earn seven points. Yeah, you earn uh, channel seven points. points. <laughs> channel Maybe. points, yes. Um, <laughs> if I can figure out how to give them out. But, yeah, did we try New York pizza? We did not, because I don't. Um, no, because it, it was it was one thing. Like, we were there trying to even find a bathroom. <laughs> like it took like 20 minutes just to go we pee. literally went parked went to the convention center and went back to the car like we didn't really walk around new york no we didn't risk it because it was just like you know what we we're here for a purpose mm -hmm. let's get that done yeah. and let's make sure that we don't step on anybody's toes and overstay our welcome yeah because so, <laughs> we want to do this again and it'd be nice so. yeah. yeah uh but it was yeah like i, I think can't. uh i did a thing i think you have the picture that my favorite non-toku thing is i i did the thing the breaker thing yeah that was yeah. my favorite non-toku thing uh let me see i, I put it on twitter, twitter. let me pull it up um i would say that because it was just it was we were just walking through we saw this one of the displays that they had for the breakers game and i'm like mm -hmm. that's fantastic i can't pass this opportunity up and i gave you a new profile picture too that's that's another one of my favorites yeah Oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted by someone tagging me in. Uh, we'll look at that in the news. Team Rider gave out uh, like new designs that they're doing, apparently for T-shirts and stuff. And yeah, yeah. oh yeah, they did have these new Geats colored ones. Yeah, <sighs> nice. Uh, so let me just pull it up real quick. Where's my thing? Uh, I did find a giant Godzilla, guys, and took a picture in front of it. It was yep, and that's your new profile pic. There yep. was a giant Luffy. There's was a taking a shit in everybody. He <laughs> was in the squat pose. That I think yep. was that gear gear three, gear two. Uh, that I was forget. gear two. Yeah, gear two. Yeah. So uh, here is the uh, wonderful breakers picture that Rob took. That is gives me a good chuckle every time I look at it. So <laughs> I wasn't passing that up. It was too good. Yeah. But <laughs> the guy, the guy there, he was just like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." Gary, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you don't like the ads, you could subscribe. Just that's a possibility, man. It's a possibility. They, they go away. Helps you, help us, help you, help us, help you. But here is uh, Rob's favorite moment, the, the little breaker photo display that they had. Um, I don't think you should post up when you get a chance that like doofy picture of me in the boxer cutout thing. Oh, yeah, I have that. I'll send it yeah. to you. Here, you can you right just post it. You don't have to send it to me. It's fine. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, for me, it was absolutely the Gundam base. I, I childhood that thing <laughs> yeah. so yeah uh no it was not endless waltz heavy arms please i am a man of culture get out of here that was it's it's gpo1 and gpo2 because i had to buy them together that's the, the master grades that's not, i'm not a, a clown literally <laughs> the, and and i don't know how that works like i know the scales are different i don't know i think we went over it one time but i didn't mm. know which ones you grabbed uh, I got the the ones that end up being around eight nine inches tall. They're a little bit taller, um, yeah, more complicated. Yeah, boxes. Those boxes were pretty huge. Oh, yeah, the, the boxes are pretty big. So, uh, just to give you an idea, I actually have uh, this. So this is an an HG one forty four. You can see it's about the size of my hand. It's about five inches tall. Gotcha. Um, and then this is the Dynamis we started building on on oh. uh, 
stream and you can see it's about 60 percent bigger so gotcha. it'll be it'll be you know he'll be here he'll stand about here kind of thing so That's nice yeah okay. they're about 60 percent bigger uh it's one 100 versus one 144 so that's the statues that they had the statues and the, they had these displays i can't even remember all of them but they were just so amazing i think i have the only one i remember was the gundam one obviously like i said and then there was also um they had a really cool like it regardless of how i feel about the movie the statue was really cool it was a life-size orange piccolo and gohan in beast form i think um yeah was it in beast yeah. form or was he just normal i don't know whatever i think it was just normal i he, think they it had may have been normal figure. but yeah it was very cool to see them just chilling in like life-size statues that was really cool to see they also had the uh gamma the whatever the second one is they had like yeah, the, the huge action figure thing they've been torn around in the display and stuff like that um they Crazy. had a jolly roger if anyone's familiar with one piece they had a huge jolly roger that's the ship that was chilling there they had an ultraman that you posed next to yes yeah, so there's a there was a taro armor from the netflix ultraman show yep oh god there was so much good shit there guys it was, like, it was very you. cool very awesome to hang out at um i had never been to new york city comic-con either so it was cool to check that one out um last time i was in new york i was like the art museum many 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 moons ago <laughs> so. oh that the uh that trunks figure too there was a trunks and and cyber frieza yes just as he's getting parted oh my god i it wanted was the, to uh, that. figure art zero if you guys are familiar with those they're very super stylized i think most of them light up at some point um this one in particular was trunks cutting mecha frieza so it was very cool so, so nice yeah nycc that is a wrap tokudan uh you know hung out there for the weekend thank you again team rider for giving us that opportunity um it was once in a lifetime hopefully not the last time though um, no no we'll do it again It'll yeah so <laughs> maybe maybe we'll go to some other state or something sometime i don't know this one just happened to be close to us so it was easier to get to who knows yeah um it's it's definitely worth the trip though so wherever yeah. it's gonna be if we get we'll the invite we'll make it happen yeah we'll make it happen yeah um so make sure if you guys were at nycc let's let's see some pics post them up send them to us definitely guys. um yeah. and yeah, I'm I, I excited to see what came out of the panel today. So we'll get to that when we get to the news because I know Token Nation did an article about it. Um, but let's get to our uh, our subject at hand today. So oh. we uh, we we are talking about a little ditty, a uh, little thing, a little little project called Garo you know, versus Road is our me, subject let, for the day. This this uh this actually was the one thing i needed to bring me back down from that euphoria because wow man Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was either not prepared for this or i wanted this so bad that once it started i could not disengage from it i think the only thing that stopped me was that i had to sleep (laughs) i i couldn't stop watching this shit so garo versus road for anyone who's not familiar is a new timeline in the garo universe that, oh really yes <laughs> so figure. this is now the uh i guess i don't know if we're gonna count if we're not counting the animes it's the third universe within the garo verse so gotcha. it's its own continuity it's its own thing to me though and we can get to specifics why it kind of seems like it's an alternate spin-off of the first series um like an alternate kind of how that played out but th- that's completely that. headcanon that's yeah. not official or anything like that that's just kind of details that we picked up on as we were going through it i i was like oh wait maybe that's what that is um gotcha. so this is a 
death game style Garo. So essentially, yeah. they gather 100 people to compete for an armor. Just also let me know if you've heard this one before. They compete to have a wish granted, and they have to kill each other along the way, and they find out <clears throat> that there's a little more to this game than just playing it. And when you yeah. die in the game, you die for real. Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. How do you, how would you like your gaunts injected with a little bit of tokusats? All I'm saying is there's a theme to what we've been seeing a lot of lately, and it's even in the I would say in the last like three years we've seen a lot of these death game style things. Um, this yeah, came out before I Squid mean, Game. I'm just just throwing that out there. This came out before Squid <clears throat> Game. Um, 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020. Uh, it also came out before Alice in Borderland. I don't think the manga though. I think the manga was out. But well, maybe. But the concepts were out there. But the, 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 the idea concepts is aren't that, anything new. If anyone has seen right. Battle Royale, that kind of jump started this whole thing. Uh, Hunger Games literally ripped off Battle Royale, and I don't accept nothing else. So it's that's what so happened. So much better. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't don't you love that? Ugh. So can't get enough of them. There's just, there's a new one. <clears throat> Sorry. I didn't anyway. even know. I I yeah. never nope. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so versus road is freaking not Hunger Games, but no. it is it is absolutely the darkest thing that I've seen in since Hakider, maybe. Like Okay. Wow. Yeah, like, no, this gets pretty intense. This is, um, it's, it, I would yeah. put it on a level of like Amazon's, honestly, in the nature of the show that just kind of is like, yeah, people suck. Um, let's put them in this death game situation and see how they can um, uh, dick each other over in the it's, craziest it's, ways. Yeah, you don't get, um, it, it, because it's a game, because the you the they go through the same structure. You go through the same expectation. Mm -hmm. There's not they're not taking it serious at first. Then it becomes serious, and then the shit hits the fan so hard yep. that it 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 the fan stops. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it breaks the blades off the yep. fans for there's these characters. Fan shorts out, and then it just in, does in, its thing. Um, <laughs> but it works because there's this. The story that they tell works so well because of the characters mm -hmm. that are in this story, and I mm -hmm. credit this so much because I don't think let's let's get one thing for people who are expecting one and getting another. Yeah, yes, this is a Tokusatsu series, mm -hmm. but you're getting two henshins. You each get you get one very technically. Well, yeah, technically you get one good one and then another one. He but just put, yeah, he just the, puts it back on. Yeah, so the idea is that it's not about the the toku that you're used to. Yeah. This is a character-driven, almost J-drama, like legit yeah. J-drama with martial arts and wire foo and yeah. magic. Like yeah. it is, it is that good because of the story they tell with mm -hmm. these fucked up characters. And you're not yeah. no, nobody's a good guy. And I there's think no good guys. These like death game style stories live and die by the characters that are involved, right? Like. You can't have like tournament arcs in general. Like this is essentially a tournament arc, right? Um, you can't have a good tournament arc if you don't have interesting participants. And right. we hit the whole gamut because there's a hundred, you know, entrants in this. We hit the whole gamut of shy people to shy and insane people to, uh, to yakuza's that just people. start murdering people. <laughs> to you there's, know, we have yeah, the hero so, boy who may or may you know is our main character. He's Mister Hero Man and. The interesting part is about Kuan is he? Yes. Is he? The interesting no. part I was gonna say because the interesting part about Kuan is Kuan is our main character. Um, he yep. is the uh, the hero man. He wants to save everyone in this game. He's trying to protect his friend uh, Hoshigai, Hoshiai, 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 um, Hoshiai. and Hoshiai. child's friend, weird. I should say. 
Um, yeah. And also kind of just save whoever he can because he thinks this game is ridiculous. Again, don't stop me if you've heard this one before. Um, mm-hmm. But the cool thing about Kuan is that he is not Chad. immune to the sway of this game to where he yes. is not like so pure hearted that he is immune to like the 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 draws of just surviving essentially um you it's, know he's yeah. he's giving into the lord of the flies island you know he is right, not immune yeah. to its its pull its influence you know i feel like a lot of these stories they have that one character that's like no we have to save everyone kuan has a few moments where you're like i mean intellectually i assume he's not going to because he's the main character but there's a couple moments where i'm like oh shit is this going to be like it i should also say that this is my second watch of the show um i did watch this back when it aired back in 2020 um yeah. so this was it was interesting watching it again um it requires i think it does require multiple showings because like, yeah. i i did I, I watched it i enjoyed it but i know like whatever i pulled from it mm-hmm. even though my my not my knowledge of garo isn't as vast but I don't think I think this is so self-containing that it's telling its own story enough yeah. that the elements that it's giving from Garo are strictly I'm assuming not just in name but in concept. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. just the idea. So, it's so not anything. Some of the general concepts that we kind of get from the Garo verses in general, right? So we have three different main live action uh, universes. We have the Ryugaverse, we have the the Kogaverse, and then we have the uh now the VR verse, I think they call it. Um, oh. which is our versus road VR <laughs> get it <laughs> uh, VR versus ah, clever, yeah. clever. so okay. in your typical in Ryuga and Koga's universe essentially we have this order of priests and knights that fight demons known as horrors essentially they are uh, if anyone's familiar with persona they're very similar they're the internal nature of human beings that have festered and through magic Makai is the magical MacGuffin that they have in this universe through Makai mm. they fester and take form as horrors and they become these human eating soul taking monstrosities um, and they usually wear like a human skin of some kind or possess people to get their way and influence them and Garo was I think I believe I believe it started in 2001 um, it was on the late night block so it wasn't on your typical superhero time with like Kamen Rider and Sentai this was a uh, later night show okay. so there's things like Bubis and also violence in yes. lots of ADR. I don't know if you noticed that, but there is a ton of ADR in this show. Listen, and I ADR so for anyone who isn't familiar boring. is the after dub. Um, you know, they're they're dubbing in the studio. It's clearly not recorded on site. That is ADR. Um, this the the Garo project in general, the Garo team is notorious for crazy <laughs> amounts of ADR. Uh, Shogeki Goraigen, if anyone had ever seen that, that's pretty much pure ADR. Um, really? Yeah. It's, you would remember that show if I showed you a picture because I remember you is talking that, about is, how ADR it is. Is it just because of that or is it strictly because that's their trademark or is it that they're just that bad at it? I think it's, at this point, it's just the way that they do their workflow, honestly. Um, and, you know, it adds things to things and it makes things a little campier. Um, you yeah. know, it has its, its pluses and minuses, like CGI. You know, it, it's going to be cool for some things, not as great for others. But the Garoverse, essentially, like I said, it's it's an order of priests and knights that are fighting these demons. And usually Makai priests are paired with a Makai knight, and the knights can have a chance to gain titles of armor. So there is Makai knights who don't have armor. They're just warriors. Oh. But essentially, when they 
ascend a level they can get an armor garo the golden knight is like the one that everyone wants and it's a lineage thing in the kogaverse um you have to be born into that family the taiga family and okay, it is passed down through a lineage yeah gotcha okay got it and ryuga it's kind of like he earned it um you know he he earned the title of garo is what it, it comes to people have to earn the title but when you have a, a lineage kind of thing like taiga it's kind of like you know it's implied that you're gonna take it you still have to earn it but like you're kind of expected to take it um even if you're even if you're shit yeah like you're not allowed <laughs> to be shit because you're supposed oh. to take the guard title that kind <laughs> Damn, of thing you're like you, yeah. okay it's it's one of those like, boy situations yeah, exactly <laughs> it's like y'all got standards gotcha. to live up to just Damn. fucking chipper up here champ um, gotcha. so okay. yeah and it's a little different in each one even in the animes it's a little different in each one um there is three animes as well that for the most part kind of follow the same rules um this one seems to sort of follow the rules and sort of not at the same time we have this order that's fighting horrors um and they do a earning ceremony for the garo um 100 people 100 heads show up yeah 100 warriors come (sighs) to try and claim this title and they eventually have to like fight and the strongest one gains the title um and essentially that's what this versus road game is based on this contest of getting the garo armor they're trying to get the garo armor so that their wish can be granted they're told that it can be any wish so you have people here for money you have people here for power you have people here because they're like fuck this i want to get out <laughs> yeah some people are some people don't even care about yeah. the prize like you the, the the prize is whatever you want mm-hmm. and some people are just there to cause hell to yeah. fucking literally get their gun off you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's like it's it's um scary mm-hmm. because when when they realize that it's no longer a game those people who still had the motive who had like motivations like that are vain get even worse about it you know what i mean like yeah there's the one character who's a a youtuber um you know before we get there uh let's do a synopsis for this well before we get there (laughs) henshin gate what is up thank you for the follow we met them at nycc actually we were just talking about that what's going on on, guys how you doing um thanks for hanging out so we have several characters and i think we can i think the easiest way to go through it because we have so many is just kind of like give our take Explain on what's sure. what's going on yeah. with each of these characters um yeah. because the story is essentially they're just getting thrown into these games right and they have so we own. already had you already touched on kuan so kuan's biggest uh character development has to go around his best friend um hoshii hoshii is mm-hmm. everything that um that he's not he's weak demure yeah. he's very quiet he's yeah. he's just a, a scrawny skinny guy who hangs out with yep. his strong friend he is that's, yes he is a scrawny skinny like scaredy cat video game player while kuan yeah. is like your jock boy he's that's our essentially Michi what reboot. he's, Michi he's reboot. what's his what's his face uh, it's the football player and uh kento from forza that's literally what they are oh yeah okay yeah. that one yeah. um and should get saying they're recovering <laughs> yes we all are i think yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> um, my ankles are like Fuck yeah you. <laughs> so, so hoshii is is Ken, uh kuan's childhood friend uh it, they seem to it's always been like a kuan saved him from bullying situation that seems yeah. to be their whole tie um what did you think of hoshii as a character though i up until uh, when we get to that point just just talk about i it. know fine. just talk about it. all right so he i i really got the vibe that he was 
a genuine character mm-hmm. until the very last moment where Kuan. But then again, it could have been the influence of the negativity because mm-hmm. there was so much of that, and that's why I think a second watching needed to happen because as I thought about it more, the more I think maybe he really was a good character, yeah. but he was the only good character. Because um, he he's, he saw Kuan start to slip into mm-hmm. this negativity, and yep. he couldn't, he didn't know why. Yeah. But he was just trying to stop them from going into the the world again, because when they, before they realized that it was for death, mm-hmm. um, when it was just a game, it gave Hoshii this vibe, and he's like, I don't think what's going on here is right, because... Yeah from the jump the games are brutal (laughs) like the the first one is literally uh only 50 of you can survive outrun these horrors which are stronger faster more intimidating they're also uh restricted but they're still 10 times faster than you are and also you're gonna you know and then you have yakuza folk who are like hey you know what makes 50 go down faster let's just murder them Let's yep. just fucking murder them till there's only 50 and, left. Even if it's only three of us, let's just murder them. And they don't shy away from the brutality that no. people do to each other. Like, it is literally, like, one, you see, like, the crazy effects that they do with the horrors. When they grab somebody, mm-hmm. they they stab them with these antenna shits, mm-hmm. I think, in their eyes or in their forehead, wherever it is. Wherever it goes, it's not go. okay. Yeah. And you just turn into ash dust and yep. they suck that up and then they thanos die. you on a personal level <laughs> and when you die in the game you die for real of and you, you do. don't die right away no that's so you cool. die enough to have a dramatic <laughs> outro that's what and happens so that's done well it's done so well the three times we get to see it <laughs> like so. it's 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 actually no i'm not even gonna joke about that because the one they they got me yeah. The reason why we're speaking Hoshia in past tense is because he doesn't make it past the halfway point of the show. Yeah. And it's the turning point of the show. Episode six mm-hmm. is the most important episode yes. of the show. I wanted because, to text you about it, but I was like, hey, I, yeah, need, your, I, I need your input of this yeah. episode. Yeah. I think that episode, is it six, five? I think five they find out, but six is when they deal six with it. Six is when the stuff happens. Yeah, so five, they find out that it's it's like life or death, and it's kind of like, really? No, you're fucking joking, and then it ends. And then yeah. six is when it's like, no, yeah. we're legit. You're all fucking dying. Yeah, because in the previous <laughs> game, we had someone be like, what if we don't want to participate? Like, can't I just yeah. go home? And they're like, sure, go ahead, out. and they send him yeah. out. But it's not like the usual death animation. They literally yeah. log him out. But Nagumo, who we'll talk about in a minute, who's a YouTuber, has a crew with him. He gets back from this game, and the two people that were with him, who he thought at least one was going to survive, both of them turn to dust. So when they die, they come back, their bodies literally dissipate into a Thanos dust. Um, Quite literally. So Nagumo comes back, and, you know, these two compatriots that he had are just fizzle away patriots patriots yeah that's yeah. that's the the best word i'm gonna give them because he's not exactly yeah. friends with them so and it goes it goes and this is what we're trying to say like the stories that they tell over there's only 12 episodes and each episode is like so full of these contextualized fully fleshed out characters who have these conflicting uh self-aware uh a conflict I, I don't mean to say it any other way it's like they know what they have to do is so fucked up mm-hmm. but they have to do it because they don't want to die yep. you know what i mean like it is such a fucked up situation that they're thrown in yep. and I, that's what had me so riveted i'm like damn i i know that obviously the main character is the main character but each of these other characters have such a justifiable cause yeah 
to survive. Well, just to I don't survive. Know if justifiable well, is the, the word. Well, <laughs> no, what I mean is like all they want to do at that point when it becomes yes. right. Just, just self justifying. That's what I mean. Yeah. They, they self justify their motivations yes. to survive, to yeah. do what they want to do because they have to survive. Yeah. It's so trippy, man. And, like, and one thing I will say is it becomes, you know, and it's kind of the curse of having only 12 episodes it becomes very obvious who the final like six are going to be because they're the only ones getting any kind of explanation you know what i mean like there's a couple that hang in longer than i thought they were going to um but to finish up on hoshi um you know after after they find out this is true death nagamo's trying to say like hey man like don't fuck around with this this is this is real death they essentially do a uh you know exploding battle royale type thing they get these necklaces that have exploded bombs on them and you know if they cross a certain threshold the horrors will get them and they have to also try and eliminate the uh you know however many i think they have to cut it in half again that's yeah that's when they find out that the death is for real right and that's and that's how they they deal with the situation is because when they discover that you could push that button and the person who does it is probably my second favorite character in all honesty um the there's a there's a there's a character called um takane kozuki mm-hmm. takane is my second favorite character due to what they do how they did it he is this androgynous model that basically <laughs> I, have, yeah. I have a lot to say about kozuki so i don't want to get there I, just yet so, okay, that's fine. But anyway, like, so they, they're the reason. Right, up, they're K-20? the reason that they discover these. Oh, what's up, K twenty? That's they're the reason they discover the the button. So anyway, yeah, the, because he just walks over and pops it, and they but realize let's, it let's, let's establish something about Hoshi. Up to that point, he was he's been the pacifist. He's mm-hmm. been the the being general saved by Kuan. Yeah, being saved by Kuan every fucking time yeah. in such yeah. awesome fight scenes. Yeah. Oh my god, they we'll get are. There, um, so again, I just want to get off Hoshi at this point because we're going to get sidetracked. Yeah. Um, Hoshi is this is what we do here in Welcome the back. game. They are told that they can have essentially anything that they wish for, whether it's a weapon, they're given an item that can transform into whatever you know they wish for. Their powers, big air quotes, their their video game stats, their RPG loadout is basically whatever <laughs> they ask for. And Hoshi <laughs> has a moment where he starts to be able to fight. Like he, his wish is to be strong like Kuan, um, yeah. and that works for a little bit until you know the guy who's messing with him just fucks him up anyway um yeah but a problem. so you see this kind of he's trying to step up he's trying to be like kuan but he kind of realizes that that's not him and then what he needs to be a support for kuan in a different way like yeah. kuan saves him but he needs to help kuan because kuan eventually uh gets the more, the a more bit. yeah the more kuan saves him the more kuan loses himself to the the what he the the consequences of saving him like he yeah. accidentally kills two people yeah. like not accidentally and that fucks with he him. hurts them yeah. yeah he hurts them enough that they die yeah and he's like oh shit and like, it's like i didn't mean to do that you know i'm not trying to fight but at the same time i'm doing this and there's like resentment that builds and then the uh antagonist kind of influences that a little more kind of like gives it a little like you know steroid boost but eventually it comes down to hoshii trying to tell kuan um, like, hey man, like what's going on? We have to work together. Let's do this. And Kuan basically ignoring him and telling him to fuck off. And that's when Hoshii is possessed by a horror. And eventually oh, we have God. a long 10 minute death scene of Hoshii where he has to Good press word. his own button on the back so of his collar. Blessed. And you hear the beep 
and he's after, dead, right? So Kuan loses begging it. Kuan. He begs Kuan to, to kill him. He's yeah. like, please, I'm losing my yeah. sanity. Like, I'm losing myself. Yeah. Please kill me. While I'm still won't. human, please kill me. Yeah. And, and he won't they do have it. a couple people that are like, I'll fucking do it. And he's like, back the fuck up. Back the fuck up. I'll kill you. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And that's that's when I was like, and they're do- and mind you, they're they're throwing flashbacks at you. They're mm-hmm. pulling every trope and it's working. Cause I'm like, I can still see. It's okay. I can still see my screen. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm literally choking up. I'm like, damn, they did this part well. Yeah. Cause in the struggle, that the final struggle where he attacks him, all you all because we're so used to hearing that beep. When you hear it, you're like, fuck. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yep. And that's like, it. So Hoshii explodes. Um, that's the end of the game. He ends up being the last one, and that's when the game is over. Final down to eight. Yeah. They yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Game. I think they cut it in half. I don't remember how many went into it, but essentially kuan comes out of the game is panicking trying to call hoshii and is like it's just a game they're not dying for real it's just a game and like you were saying there's a delay on when their real body dissipates so hoshii answers the phone and it's just listening to kuan lose his mind i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry i did this i'm sorry and hoshii is trying to so hard to answer but he's literally disintegrating he's trying to speak as he's turning to thanos ash guys like it is oh my god wild absolutely wild and that's the kind of shit where i was like you got me i'm in i don't give a shit (laughs) because we have not seen anyone actually do a henshin to be upfront with everyone you don't see anyone get in the garo armor until episode 12 the last episode is when you actually see a straight up armor tokusatsu fight and for 20 minutes but for yeah. 20 minutes and it's all cg <laughs> but you know that's whatever but like yeah. it's like you were saying it's the characters that drive this and yes. this moment and is like okay shit just got only real. built up for five episodes that's only half the story yeah. guys like there's still is, and that's what blew my mind i'm like whoa we're already telling this and we're only halfway through are you shitting yeah. me and i will say and, one thing with um, so when Hoshii dies, uh, he kind of brings in this memento. It's a little toy sword of the version that he, uh, Kuan had summoned. summoned yeah. He summoned a sword because they bonded over it kind of thing. Um, it's the sword of night and flame. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. It's <laughs> my thing with that is I, I will say I wish they gave us more of the Hoshii Kuan before okay. he died. Like more of the flashback stuff because I felt like the episode afterwards was very flashback heavy on things that would have made it hit a little hard. Not that it didn't hit hard, but made it hit harder if we had gotten this before he died. So you you just didn't want me to survive the episode. That's what it, that's I what just, you're saying. Like, you just you just wanted them to lay it so thick that anybody making it out of the episode is like yeah. dehydrated like, and now needs a If you're gonna throw <laughs> my feeling corpse into a ditch and bury it alive. You better yeah. stab it and pour acid on it too, because why Salt the hell not at this yeah. point? You know what I mean? It, like, it's it's one of those kind of things. Like, if you're gonna go hard, just fucking go all in. Yeah. And you and know, with twelve episodes, the thing is too, we don't have as much time, so sprinkling those in a little more would have helped that be even thicker of a moment because that's probably I would say that's the most emotional moment not that there isn't other emotional moments but that's probably the most impactful moment in the entire show Um, and that's halfway through it so we still have six episodes to get through and some shit goes down and you have some interactions with other characters that are similar but they don't hit nearly as hard um, they can't because you still have the you still have like the the, yeah they even though they are you know rounded enough they Mm -hmm. are still 
supplementary character. Yeah. So, and I want to I want to talk about Kozuki last because there's a lot to that character. But that's fine. And, and that's fine. I'm okay. To kind of play off that and where they have a not as impactful moment, let's talk about Huga and Kanata. Um, okay, Huga was interesting. Yeah, but only in the fact that I I. I think that Dude, the, he's the, my spirit I, animal. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the character who portrayed him, mm-hmm. it was, it must've been like, he was just like, so I just get to be me. Like, yeah. I can just be me. My man was like, like so I just, I just, I suplex people and punch them. He's the most natural character. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of the, the idea that yeah. this, oh, mind you, it took that moment to solidify the story to me, but mm-hmm. what had engaged me the entire time is the fight sequences and, and, there's every episode has yeah and and they're not suited guys these are these are the actors that themselves who are doing these fights yeah, like actors and stuff it's there's no henshins like we said they can make it's weapons so, like we said they can summon weapons that's the most yeah. henshining they do yeah and the, and it's like tony job visceral impact like they're showing impacts they're showing dust fly they're it's, not holding that <laughs> it's something um Huga, watch this Huga. is where so i'm gonna give watching it my second time the first time i watched it i was like damn these are really well done and they are well shot they're well choreographed they're well shot right that's but what i mean like watching it's it watching it the second time there's a lot of like hand flailing to make it look cooler there's well, a lot of like but think of think of what it was at the time they were flash pointing they were you know <laughs> it man that's i think that's why because it was a lot of hand stuff because of it man because of we all did that see that shit. one character this shirt up did the it man punch i don't know if you remember that he rolls kuan across the floor and does the it man yeah. punches and then there's there's moments in there where the where uh i think that it's towards the end where he's blocking the sword strikes and the impact of the sword strike mm-hmm. is scooting his ass back like yes. it's so wild like yes. and they're and not henchin no. <laughs> and like there's cool i'm not saying they're bad by any means like they're good fight scenes like i said they're well choreographed they're well organized they're well shot it's just there is like watching it a second time i'm looking at it and i'm like that's not as cool as i remember (laughs) that's fine i'll keep it then then because this blew me away with most of the fight sequences even the 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 grounded ones where Mm -hmm. the the hugo and kanata the two characters who are the thugs um kanata I thought at first would be like the redemptive one, but he kind of doesn't do that as no, much as I thought. His he redemption would. is he's. If anyone is familiar with uh, JoJo, since we were talking about that all weekend, uh, oh, yeah. J- Giorno, the part five JoJo, who is Dio's son, is trying to be a gang star, which means he's going to be a gangster with a heart of gold. He's going to start his own mafia for the children, and that's right. essentially what yeah. Kanata is. He's going to destroy the yakuza and get them off his streets so that he can run it with his thugs. Because Which he's is a admirable, good boy. admirable, but he is one of the more brutal characters, surprisingly. And I was, I was entertained because the 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 swagger he carries is something. And here's where I think I mentioned it to you, where I kind of got thrown through a loop every time in mm-hmm. every one of his scenes. Because had I seen this first, I would have seen the Subaru character that in, in Revice mm-hmm. as what it was a legit ripoff of this character every aspect of subaru in revice it, the actor guy is this kind of one it's not subaru by the way you guys should know that it's not subaru no it's not subaru it just looks just like him. yeah the they modeled his look his swagger his his speech pat it was such a blatant ripoff i got so mad i'm like not only are you a piece of shit but you're also a hack like <laughs> fuck you dude yeah like I, I feel bad that I even felt anything now. Like, fuck you. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 
not talking about Subaru anymore. He's not even worth my time. Um, That's true. But anyway, it was <laughs> but, just, yeah. it's just. So Kanada and Hugo are the thugs, like we said. And Kanada is trying, they've known each other since middle school. That's their bond. Same thing. Their childhood, I, I don't know if friends is the word, but they're, they're Yusuke and Yurameshi. That's the best equivalent I can give it. Wait, they've known it, each other forever, but they no, also just Amo. fight each other. Amo, Amo and Kanada. Yeah, Hugo Amo. Because Hugo, Hugo, Ryosuke Amo. Oh. Hugo is the guy with the blades right is it i don't know whatever okay whatever amo there you go amo whatever Doesn't we'll get matter. the words right uh, these characters <laughs> either way uh amo and uh kanada they you know they're yusuke and yurameshi they've known each other since middle school their thing is they just beat the piss out of each other they you know it's friendly competition that isn't friendly kind of thing uh they just beat the ever-loving piss out of each other so mm -hmm. amo is fighting for some random kid who's getting bullied I think, and then Kanata just rolls up on them <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Like, it was very strange. Like, uh, Amo is almost like a, a muscle for hire in the town where they're like, like, hey, yeah. I need help. And he just goes and beats the piss out of people. So, yeah. their whole that, thing, uh, they can hold their own. They beat up a whole bunch of Yakuza in the first round, and they, they spend most of the rounds just beating whatever comes at them. Like, right. they, they usually yeah. survive with little to no problem because they're so good at fighting. Um, and you yeah, know, yeah, the I whole don't think thing they figure is, anything out. Yeah, <laughs> they like, just do. Yeah, they don't have, they don't care about the story. They don't care about like wishes, whatever. They're just like, I think they have a bet of something like Kanata says, if I survive, you get to help me, kind of thing, or yeah, something like that. You help me with my dream. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So something like that. They have like that kind of thing going on, that dynamic. Um, and it literally like they have th their theory, their approach to the game doesn't change at all throughout the entire show it's yeah. it's it, it can i punch it cool i'm gonna i'm gonna do it <laughs> i'm gonna punch it then i'm, go, and, I'm and gonna, then gonna punch die. it or i'm gonna body slam it or i'm gonna power bomb it yep. or i'm gonna clothesline it Amo, or i'm gonna german suplex them Amo like, is a straight up grappler and i fucking oh, love wow. it and i was impressed. my man <laughs> makes gauntlets so in the yeah. second round, oh, yeah. they are That's all right. given a piece of equipment that, like I said, could transform into whatever they wish. So mm -hmm. uh, we mentioned it, Kuan and Hoshii, they make their sword that they bonded over, their little broadsword thing, um, which yeah. for a very long time I thought was the Garo sword, but it's not. Um, I thought no, it was like a repaint of the original. <laughs> um, yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, <Fine. laughs> and so like uh, Kozuki, who we haven't talked about yet, makes this really crazy blade knife that we'll talk about because it's very Gun important blade. to the character. Um, yeah, projectile blade. Yeah, like it, wild. <laughs> and then we have another character that does like the raptor claw knives. He gets two of them. Uh, my man Amo over here though just gets fucking metal on the back of his fists. They're not. <laughs> they're not knuckles. They're not like brass knuckles. It's just literally metal on the back of his hands. Yeah, and that's what he rocks with. And then I think Kanata makes like a bat. <laughs> yeah, but a nice one. It's yeah. a nice black bat. It's, it's but, a nice yeah. steel bat that clinks real good <laughs> when he bonks people with it. And that does noise he, was oh god <laughs> listen the, the shout outs to the sounds the sound team because each punch each effect is such a crunch and squish mm -hmm. you're like ooh, ooh, god damn like, yeah. <laughs> especially when they oh god when he starts to beat the dude when he hits them twice in the head yeah that double tap mm -hmm. like. mm -hmm. okay wild so yeah so they get this stuff and and the 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 whole time the objectives of the games are simple yeah the that one in particular is find the gate and escape yeah they they go through Get the whole the thing exit. and they don't even realize yeah. yeah all these characters are like going struggling to kill each other mm -hmm. they don't even realize that as they're killing each other they're leaving like fucking loot keys and that's the key you need to open the door mm -hmm. and nobody takes a second to realize that except hoshii the first time yep. and 
that's where you that's anyway it just ties back to the whole thing where yeah. even the littlest moments are important to the overall story yeah. because the people we see who notice this are the ones that carry the rest of the story because mm-hmm. that's so early i think that's like yeah. the second game and at that point um, kuan also notices something because that's how he actually survives this game he notices that like they didn't have yeah. to fight at all so there's usually some kind of yeah not necessarily a loophole but there's another way to do this that people are ignoring because their that's nature is hey yeah. only someone can survive um but so with these objects that can turn into whatever they wish no one thought to just turn it into the key to get out of the level no one right. thought of that so no. he turn ends up doing it and that's how he survives um, and it's it's one of those things where it's like if you just think outside the box, I guess. Even though Amo and Kanata, they're outside the boxes. What else can I hit? <laughs> that and that would have worked up until the last few games because yeah. it then becomes literally just fight. Only one of you was making it out of this yeah. bitch, so yeah. just whittle it down. The last two so, games, I believe, are literally just fight, um, deathmatch. Yeah. yeah. So we get to the last eight, I think it was, when they get the demon sword, because um, this is gonna put a cherry on Kanata and uh, Amo. Um, yeah. They, essentially, there's a demon sword that. Uh, do you recognize what that time comes from? The nine ninety nine point nine seconds. Isn't that the clock for the transformation? Yes. So in the so essentially what it is is they get a demon sword that they're told gives them unlimited power for nine, 99.9 seconds and after that they will become possessed by a demon and go berserk it's like as soon as you grab this you gotta kill that motherfucker yeah. quick <laughs> like, otherwise run like grab it and run otherwise you turn into a dark souls hollow yeah literally um, you become an undead yeah that sounded horrifying it's like yeah. they were like oh you die no do you become a horror no neither yeah you, you become an a undead. fucking hollow <laughs> like, and they yeah. make that sound so much worse I'm you're like, just oh, like a shit. walking rage machine at that point that's pretty much what it is um and so what this 99.9 seconds is a reference to is in the original series the the kogaverse uh, he could only be transformed for 99.9 seconds or else he would go berserk. And eventually he gains the power to go past that and could just keep it on as long as he wants. But he does eventually fall to that 99.9 seconds. And it mm. has to do with all the armors using the same energy source as the horrors. It, it, yeah. Really? Yes. So the armors are made of Makai metal. Um, it's essentially soul metal. Um, and it oh. is made of the same base material that's why okay so they do the reference metal. a thing yeah. called soul metal and dark metal yes. got it okay so, so it soul is... metal in the garoverse is typically what the metals like the swords the armors all that stuff is made out of which is mm. refined makai energy which is what horrors are made of so mm. with that at a certain point you have the same potential you know problems with it and that's where this 99.9 percent or time comes from yeah. and so if they grab this sword they have to within 100 seconds defeat whatever it is um you know they don't really say what it is there just has to be four left i think so you yeah. have 100 seconds to take out as many as you need till there's four left um yeah and at this point oh, we're, we're talking about the, you were correct it was ren huga is the other character yeah ren um, huga is the, that the and Kanata are fighting he's this there's not much to him he flips he does yeah, some some- shit isn't he a regular murderer? Like he's yeah, just he just he murders out. and is hiding, yeah. and he jumps into the game to murder more people. That's that's his yeah. story. Um, he, he doesn't he, change too he, much. He, he's the problem they have to figure out. Yeah, there's one moment where they, they like before the finals, after uh, Kuan is like, you know, we can work this out, and mm-hmm. they're all meeting at the bar of Amo, and he just strolls in and he's like, chill. I'm being patient. I could kill you guys right now, mm-hmm. but it's more fun when you're stronger in the game. Yep. Okay. 
So don't make me kill you right now because I just want to have fun, damn it. Like, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with this like, guy? Like, he is Goku, <laughs> but insane and wants to murder. That's what it is. Yeah. He's evil oh, Goku. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, evil Goku. He's, he's evil anyway, Goku. Kanada makes the ultimate G move and takes up that demon sword because he's like we're gonna die <laughs> because my man crane stanced on amo's head at what we have to talk about this fight because this fight's absolutely insane it's, it's, it's in just, my it, opinion the worst fight in the entire show we won't do it justice though because even as as listen Street we fight talked as about zaborgar for two hours we can do this okay. shit justice fair enough good choice. good point good point all right so <laughs> of, of the wire foo this is the most over the top i'll give you that because Hugo's doing some wackadoo flippy shit and yeah, which he normally bison. does. His he's usually doing the like flip kicks, the that taekwondo no kicks. Yeah, like he's doing taekwondo and really doing a hell of a number on most of the characters. Like yeah. that, that, I'm not gonna take that away. He's beating ass justifiably, mm -hmm. and then he gets these fucking hand sickles, man. Like, Literal raptor claws. <laughs> oh, and he rips there. They I think it's twice that they show it, but he there's one where he just starts going like. Like you're 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 seeing the dude and like I would have I would fall if you fell he would stop. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's just no, he's just holding him up, up with the hooks. <laughs> it's so dope. It's yeah. so dope. But anyway, yeah. So he he's fighting Amo. He's fighting the both of them actually. And he's, yes, he's, he's fighting both of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He's beating both of their asses. Canada gets like ko'd or sidelined for a second yeah, he gets like knocked and does the anime slide or some shit yeah it's it's one of those typical things where it's just so that he could get the perspective of this fucking crane stomp like yeah so that's literally what it is so kind gets knocked away so amo and hyuga are fighting and they're doing their thing and then amo goes to like punch or something and he like flips out of the way and i posted the gif on twitter if you guys saw the post it's on twitter he literally one foot lands on his head like a goddamn old grandmaster bison. Like bison. it's yes. the bison stomp it's, it's basically bison the bison stomp. stomp, but he doesn't actually stomp. He just stands there for a second. Yeah, it's just, he doesn't do anything. Amo like <laughs> goes to grab him, and he like flips off and then dives downwards. With yeah. he he tries to psycho crusher without the spin. That's, that's what, what that's he what it was does. going. With. That's what it was. It was like the cross chop. <laughs> yeah, he just cross dive. chops with the knives. <laughs> but at this point, too, I will. This is where the ADR fails. What I was talking about. At yeah. this point, there's like slow mo shots and Hugo's saying things, but it's all ADR, so his mouth isn't fucking moving. No, at all. But and he's it, like, "I'll kill you." But they were embracing the fucking anime, man. They were like, "It's just anime enough. Let's just go for it, that's, right?" I guess, but like, just give me speed lines or some shit at that point. Like, that's True, all. We, literally, all this this scene needed was some speed lines, and I'd be like, "That's just that's just a my hero fight." What the fuck are we looking at? <laughs> they were they were a key last away from an enemy that's all yeah. i'm saying that that's yeah. literally what it was like if he at one point they actually to get to the level of anime this gets to at one point outside of the suits mind you again this is all yeah, outside everything of suits. is outside of suits don't don't we don't even talk that, we're gonna talk about the anime in the suits but outside of the suits they literally <laughs> throw swords at each other that clash and bounce back Chuck at wave. one point a shockwave bounced back at a each other. It was like an impact. <laughs> it's like, oh That's, wow. <laughs> this is so anime. It's ridiculous. And it's but so entertaining at the same time. They they almost justify that with a moment where we haven't even talked about the main villain. Villains. Um, but mind you, this whole game is being held because once upon a time, a butt hurt Makai cadet. Mm -hmm. who couldn't pull the Garo sword out of the fucking stone himself mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. he's a piece of shit crybaby mm -hmm. who saw his other friend kill himself mm -hmm. who 
because he made fun of him. Mm -hmm. Well, the other guy did. Either way, they were making fun of him because he couldn't. He wasn't as good, even though he was the lineage, which I guess was kind of the tie to yes. the Makai thing. He was the lineage character who was supposed to be good at everything, but yep. he wasn't. So he fucking offs himself, and they fucking show like the aftermath, and he's like, the like, actor you can moving see, slightly, yeah. Yeah, but you could see like the the effect there. Like that's what they like that. Oh, anyway, it yeah, was just it was like he was holding the sword and like slid his neck down it kind of thing. And he died yeah. midway through, and yeah. it was still anyway. So anyway, the fact that that happened, he couldn't pull the sword out, got butt hurt. Fast forward twenty years, he's introduced. Or at that moment that he couldn't pull the sword out, he's so pissed off that he attacks the original Makai priests, right? There's this big Santa Claus ripoff yep. with the bald head and then two of the priestesses who uh, basically help the guy run the tournament. And they do like the same thing. It's a hundred cadets yep. that kill each other it's, one it's by the Garo one. ceremony. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a hundred so, cadets fight to the death to see who's going to become the next Garo. So we're yeah, down to the so last guy, four when this shit yeah, all goes down. This guy's name is Shosetsu Hagiri, the, the, the one that is trying to pull the sword out of mm -hmm. hand he gets so pissed off and this there was a story that they tell the only english part that they speak in in the whole you talk episode. about the myth at the beginning of yeah. the episode okay so we have to i want to get back to that because it comes back to it has nothing to do with the fight let's finish the fight but, no okay yeah but it, because that actually ties to the first season as well um that, oh, really? that myth okay. that's where i was talking about where i think it has a tie to the first season so i want to get into gotcha. that all right um, so, all right. to so, finish yeah. the attack essentially one of the bad guys like beefs up this this knife kid and amo or kanada like have even more trouble with him so kanada grabs the demon blade to start swinging at him and he yeah. tries his best and he knocks him out he takes him out kind of um kind he, of, yeah he takes him, he <laughs> knocks him away for a minute he gets the upper hand but that's when the clock hits zero and kanata starts going berserk and that's when this this kind of less impactful hoshii moment starts like this is the the his clock starts going down you know what i mean like it, yeah you it, guys probably understand becomes, what i'm saying with that yeah um so amo comes over and literally punches the sword out of his hand and that apparently stops his demoning. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that works. I think they had to do it because they wanted to do one more flashback. They wanted mm -hmm. to, to to show that it, and I think to show that it's not a one-time thing because what you get here is the proof that if you can achieve the goal, you're all right. Yeah. Like, because it ends up being that um, Amo ends up picking it up after yeah oh, he tries God. to anyway he he picks it up and then just drops it like immediately they all kind of pick it up for a moment and then put it down kuan and kuan does it because mm -hmm. kuan's the best at everything mm -hmm. i mean i get that I, the corruption within him was already to the point that it wasn't much of a sacrifice for him to pick it up yeah and that's kind of like the but i didn't like that he picked it up justifiably you know what i mean like they they even yeah they put like he channeled like you said, they, they they give Hoshia that one moment again, but it didn't do anything. I didn't think it went anywhere. No. Like, because immediately the next episode, it's right back to Kuan doing the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but so, yeah, he just like main characters, the fucking sword, and then he takes Kanata out. <laughs> he He's the one that Kuan takes Kanata out. Um, yeah. And then, well, he, he knocks him away, I should say. And then Amo is the one who cuts him down permanently. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of they have their moment where like Kanata's like, hey, man, do it before I go undead, whatever, whatever. Um, and and Kuan's losing his mind because one other person died because of him and all this bullshit. And 
at the same time that's when we get literally the worst adr moment in the entire thing and then he tries to do another <laughs> psycho crusher dive in slow-mo but the voice is talking normal so his mouth is like but he's like i will destroy you wherever you stand like a full monologue while his mouth is slowly moving it's true i mean it is distracting but it's just i mean what else can we expect it's it's like um they embrace the anime in that moment so fully that I bought into it. Maybe if I watch it again, it's going to be so jarring that I'm going to be like, oh, God. But I'm, I'm, I was digging it. I was digging it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So essentially, they just they beat the piss out of this dude. And that's the end of that. Um, I forget exactly how. I think Amo body slams him again because he just fucking power bombs everyone. That's literally. So any problem Amo has, it turns into him doing some kind of wrestling move to them. It just and it the must problem be. disappears. Yeah. He is my hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I I can't get enough of how they they consistently. Each character had their own fighting style. Yeah, and it and they made it. I don't know like they, they didn't break away from it you know what mm-hmm. I mean like every fight that they had it, it you could tell who was fighting who yeah uh, Kuan was even though he was using a sword most of the time they implied that he was like super strong like a Chad yeah. like his thing like, I, I guess he's kind of like a you know he just physically is strong so he would just like punch the piss out of people and they'd go rolling away <laughs> yeah and then uh who else do we have? So, uh, Kanata, you know, Kanata just it did a lot of flying drop kicks. I'm just saying. Kanata's move was to run and jump and drop kick people while Amo's fucking power bombing them. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was just entertaining to watch. And then uh, we didn't talk about Nagumo and Kazuki yet, but Kazuki is kind of a. I don't know what That's to call it. My second favorite character. I'm okay. And then Nakamo so, is apparently just a CQC badass that knows MMA and all this Salat shit. Like, <laughs> I I mean, of them, he was the YouTuber, right? He yes. Uh, Nagamo is a YouTuber. So yeah. we, we haven't talked. That's the end of Kanata and Amo's shit for the yeah. most part. Um, Nagamo is. Then Amo goes on to be the, the last uh, against. Yeah. Cool. So that's just, in, in the last round, we have because basically all the characters we're talking about right now, and they have a final little battle royale thing. Um, but Nagumo Nagumo is a YouTuber who is super popular. His producer is a dick, um, <laughs> to say it lightly, to be, to, and it's forcing, lightly, he's yeah. forcing Nagumo and Nagumo's friend, I guess, compatriot, assistant, whatever, to play this game to get a story and get views, essentially. Um, right. So he wears these because contacts it, that uh, oh, record yeah, stuff. Those. Yeah, about um, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And essentially, this is what we were talking about before, where like at one point they have a disagreement, and the one dude is like, "Get me out of here! I'm done with this." They log him out. He wants to go solo. Yeah, he, he want, wait. No, not that one. It was the same character that want to go solo. Or was I it think so. Something like that. He's like, "I'll get my own views." All that shit. The, I don't need yeah, the producer. It, it's implied that the producer is more of like a yakuza figure kind of thing. Like he's a very abusive, controlling. Uh, you know you yeah. need to uh, you're gonna do this for me period um mm-hmm. and eventually the producer's off and he doesn't matter i don't even know his name i don't care honestly he's uh, not important. they had names they had names they had I'm names sure they at did. some point or another um and yeah. nagamo continues he eventually becomes the one trying to figure out what's really going on with this game um and he's investigating he ends up talking to that game we were talking about the original contest that started this whole thing he ends up talking to the only other survivor of the contest um, who is now a dad and owns a flower shop and does his own thing and he's trying to learn that, who this is that was jarring i don't think they i don't think that was oh it was so 
one it was like poorly explained of course of course he went on to do that but why yeah. like you know like how did he go from being that elite because that in the flashbacks he was the one character that was even more dickish than the dickhead you know what i mean so yeah. it was like why 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 would they do that with him and they didn't even justify it they just gave him a kid yeah. and, but now so he has a heart of gold that. that's the important part okay that got ripped out of his fucking throat yeah <laughs> um, so we yeah, still haven't so, even talked about Azami. How have we gone this whole time? Because it's, she's cool. Just stop. Okay. <laughs> Azami is our main bad guy. It has to tie with it. Really, the main reason it ties into the whole thing I was talking about um, the, the intro, because that's her origin, essentially. So, um, uh, uh, Nagamo eventually meets this Azami character who we find out is a badass and essentially a horror um, and is influenced by her and possessed by her and. He goes into the final round with everyone. He fights Kuan, like that's his main opponent in that one. Um, and they they have a tussle. Nagamo, like I said, has some kind of crazy salat background that we apparently don't need to know about. He's just more elbowing and shit. Which, which kind of worked out. I mean, the ones that the ones that make it obviously they can fight because yeah. they do have a they they sprinkle in a bunch of characters that are like the in betweeners that you have these moments of triumph that they are mm -hmm. immediately off by i think of the one that i am a hero i'm a hero yeah. he gets the, the one is some little like, like dude who's like galactic king supreme fisher whatever and he's like i'm a hero and then immediately gets murdered by yakuza <laughs> he gets off like immediately and it's like it was like expected mm -hmm. because you saw it happening but at the same time you're like oh god i'm yeah, so sorry bro that's my you just man. peaked <laughs> so, um yeah and then all right let's talk about kozuki because that's kind of nagamos that he yes. just figures Fine. it out okay. he figures out the exposition that's what he does Ko kozuki I, again it, it the the duplicitousness that it, the character starts out with is i'm sorry like i know i'm I'm uh how do I put this? I, I'm not above no, well yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I am not above stooping to tactics to get a to survive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Kozuki literally pulls every move that I am my moral compass is like, you shouldn't, but my instinct is like, yeah, 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 no. Do yeah, that. Let's go. <laughs> like, I'm like, let's fucking go. But yep. because of because of how he embraced after dropping the facade he gets confronted about being a like this copycat hypocrite because it, it's true that he developed <clears throat> his career by copying a better or a more well-known model yeah, and model fashion designer kind yeah, of that whole like, was, both situation yeah and then because of that um they go in a different direction by trying to build a legacy mm -hmm. off of it you know because this character is like this enigmatic nobody talks to them the other model that he's um idolizing didn't do half of the shit that they do so they don't understand how much more above that they are mm -hmm. already but they still are enthralled with this obsession with being better and when they finally meet the guy who ends up being another competitor in the mm -hmm. the contest, who's an amazing martial artist, yeah, and apparently like, just a wushu master, <laughs> like straight up has the, has the gown, like the the uh, chibao on and everything. Like he's just rocking it. He's a he's just a wushu master. Apparently, was was it? I could I couldn't make it out. Was it a um a straight sword? Or yeah, a, no, it was a like pow. a hero, like nameless hero kind of thing. Nameless. Okay, so, it was like yeah, that so kind of straight, was, so like a tai chi sword. 
Okay, that's what up. I thought because yeah. he, he definitely again it, it was just furthering the point that the badasses are badasses for a reason and mm-hmm. everybody's there for a justifiable reason. But right. so you, <laughs> the the best part is is like I think that that was the moment that Kozuki made the decision. Obviously, joining they they were convinced that they had to kill Umi to mm-hmm. be better than them, but they. The, you could tell that it wasn't a sure decision on how to go about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he it was, was just like, like a, it was always there. This game just made them, like you said, just embrace it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you get that moment where Kozuki plays the long and pretends to be this demure, semi helpless thing. Super fan, essentially. And, like, it's just yeah. like, oh my God, you're so great. I Starstruck, you. everything. You're, you're and, the reason my career is the way it is. I look up to you so much. And the guy's like, cool like yeah you can yeah, help. i'll help you sure. out yeah great um and then and this he, is still he early enough where we're still figuring out like the, yeah that the keys are the things mm-hmm. yeah the um, keys are the are the trick because yeah. when when uh umi discovers that's right. that that's what they is drop the keys, they go for it that's right um so he uh he goes you know he finds out you get keys from like players dying so he goes to kill kozuki and you know is ready to strike kozuki down from behind and kozuki just <laughs> fires this switchblade you find out that the the little That's knife the that they made it fires the blade into his chest and kills him instantly yeah and it's like what what because <laughs> even the surprises on umi and umi's like what just happened to yeah. me yeah umi's I'm like dying? why does my what? chest hurt like, oh my god <laughs> like, like okay okay i'm gonna oh you fucking dick mm-hmm. and it was like the whole time the whole time kozuki was just waiting mm-hmm. for the opportunity yep and it's like after that moment they never go back to being anything other than that yep they sadistic. are that trick weapon that's what they are yeah and it's just like you see one thing but it's actually another and and it's so yep. well done throughout the entire act i'm telling you bro every back because like i mentioned before they're the reason that we discovered that the buttons are yep. the trigger to these net collar devices because he he just randomly goes and let's that's see what the, it does that's the first game where, <laughs> the, where they are like yo i'm gonna fucking embrace it and do what i gotta do to survive in this bitch and then he walks over and goes hmm, i wonder what that does Boop. <laughs> and she's like you should be thanking me he's like i'm sorry i'm saying she because they're so convincingly appearance wise they're uh, female they're uh <laughs> like acknowledged to be androgynous, androgynous yeah. and you know they as, use they and all that kind hell. of stuff yeah 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 so that's why i'm i get switched up because i was just like one some scenes and this is another point of that is that some scenes when they were more demure obviously they put on more of the feminine the, qualities the feminine yeah. yeah and then in the moments of savageness you saw the the brute the the brute violence that the the more masculine side ones mm-hmm. and there's a backstory where they're carrying this doll the entire the entire time and this doll is something that they sewed as a child to 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 help cope with the trauma that their mother was beating them every day mm-hmm. like he this this character got beatings from their mom so much that they've had to stuff those feelings into this doll to cope with it not to mention being bullied in school and stuff too like they were bullied like they had a shitty childhood all around (laughs) and that and that on top of the fact that they that they then had this hero complex that was ruined you know what i mean like it's it's 
it was such a it was such a refreshing character even yeah. though they were a complete evil character i was like mm-hmm. you know i get i get that there's no redeeming this character anymore because once they embrace that they're like yeah you should just fucking kill everybody why yeah. why are we hesitating yeah. like let's just do this that's like, really what it is it's like you know uh, why why not not kill them you know but it becomes it becomes a struggle because as they they whittle down those back underhanded tactics mm-hmm. won't work on these better characters these you know ones I mean? that like, kind of like see that stuff coming at this point right yeah and and that's when ultimately kozuki meets his end because he's put up against amo who's this brick wall you know what yeah. i mean he he is so unshakable that even even though he's like the vegeta he gets his ass kicked and and takes yep. an l he doesn't give up and because he can power bomb people <laughs> and that's and that's what happens to poor kozuki poor yep. kozuki gets straight up arm bombed like their their fight is brutal because they fuck each other up oh. kozuki also kozuki also fights with the palm strikes like yeah like it was neji it was like they started it was so... in the fight before that too so there's the round before that also josh thank you for the bits dude what's going on Welcome. We're we're talking about a, a cool cool Toku thing like we normally little do. Little Diddy. Um, little Diddy. But the fight before that, we kind of see this is really the first fight where like Kozuki has to square up. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is the first time. So it's it's the first round of this battle royale. So we have the Demon Sword, and it's after that. So we have six people left. I think they had to get down to four or something like that, um, or eight, yeah. whatever it is. Eight. Um, yeah. And so we have a couple of the people that we've seen throughout the show just kind of there like they're like you were saying they're the padding to like get from point a to point b kind of deal so kozuki has to fight one of them and they do one of the most genius things i could think of honestly because they're using this little knife they go between shipping crates so that the the katana that this other person is using doesn't fucking work and now so, about that katana like that that took not, me out of that we're fight not, not going to talk about how much it wiggled like a goddamn it was noodle. it was a wiggly it was a wiggly boy and then there's pool noodle wiggle <laughs> was, this is pool that noodle that's a wet noodle wiggle. that was a, that was a like, wet ass noodle <laughs> but anyway it worked because it made the, it made the confined things it, it made yeah. like maybe it was gonna break yeah we'll go with yeah. that so let's go with was, that sure that was like okay but yeah. they, they get the better of them because they do the flippy shit and they're doing all this like yeah. ninja attacks to get the better of literally them. straight up like van damme legs between the crates and just heading up there and swiping with a knife and then that's uh, why you're, you know you're seeing more of the martial arts like stuff it. That's why I like Kozuki a little bit more because mm-hmm. they were able to also fight. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't just that they were underhanded and, and yeah. backstabbing. It's like, yes, they could, but if you wanted to fight them, they had the hands yeah. for it. And this is obviously from the game. Like we said, you know, the game gives them what they wish for. And they at this powers. point, they wanted to fight, they wanted yeah. to kill. So they, they wanted got to win. The they wanted to, to do win. Stuff. They, so they're doing, there's another good point, And this is where they get that conviction from. It's like they're doing an interview and they, they got everything they want. They have the fame, they have the attention they have all this stuff mm-hmm. and yet they're not being themselves mm-hmm. and that's when it's like you know what i want to live in the yeah. middle of an interview she's like i'm gonna live and that's all there is to it i'll yeah. do whatever i gotta do and everybody has one of these moments in their arcs where they're like that's it i'm just gonna yeah if i have to I'm kill do what i gotta do yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna do what I gotta do, and they do it, and and that's that's what I'm talking about. That yeah. from that moment, they don't pull back, yeah. and and I like that so much. Yeah. There's no, oh maybe I'm doing a wrong thing, oh maybe this, yeah. oh maybe that. No, no, no. It's straight up like let's fucking go. Yeah, it was and, cool to see like like you were saying like you know there was the game version and then there was the real life version, and it, it literally it, during an interview that they're taping, 
they they just embrace the game version and like their real character comes out where they're like literally they none of this means anything i'm gonna survive they like, put a needle to somebody's eye before yeah. making that statement in a like dressing they put room. a guy up against the wall and they're like are you listening because i'm about to say something. don't move and, or you'll lose yeah. your eye because a bunch of the after they walked off all the reporters wanted to know like why what's going on what's this what's this and yeah. that's when he jacked him up like I, it, it so wild yeah. But yeah, so it, fast forward, you get all that stuff with this character is what drove the very ending of their times mm-hmm. home for me because you you could tell like everything that they did, everything how they are, what they operate like, how they yep. think is based on this trauma of wanting to survive yep. and doing whatever it took to do it, mm-hmm. splitting their personality into a doll so that they can survive yep. until they meet fucking Amo. And God, Amo literally punches him to death. Like Amo literally punches through the rabbit to punch him. And then Kazuki's trying to fight. You know, they're getting beat up more and more. They start spitting blood at one point because Kazuki punches. Amo grabs his arm and punches his elbow. And you see it snap in the opposite direction. And I was like, please give me a muscle buster. That's the last thing. If Amo did a muscle buster right now, you would be hands down my favorite character in Toku. Hands but it, down, it, it, but he didn't. No, they focused more on making us feel like shit. I don't know. I did. Yeah. I did. I'm like, damn. But I he, feel Amo is like, we're gonna take this to the ground. I feel bad. Just lay down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end this all for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Sh- and then just sleep. Just sh- sleep. <laughs> I. I. When they go, when they went, because everybody digitizes and then fucking evaporates. Mm-hmm. Um, when they went, I realized that I didn't care who won at that point. Like yeah. I knew Kuan was gonna win, but I didn't care because yeah. my emotional dump was in that character. Yeah. So that's why it was my second favorite character because my first was Hoshii. Even mm-hmm. though they were there for a little bit, I feel like they were the only good character. Yeah. They were the only one there, not for a selfish reason. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't get that to was see that. that's a good way to put yeah. it actually yeah that was interesting uh, i never really thought about that yeah they're literally the only like good person in this competition and they are off halfway through the show so it sucked it's kind of wild it just... like not even our protagonist is like the pure-hearted justice boy that you would think a tokusatsu <laughs> protagonist would be he's right. no takeshi hongo that is for sure so no he's more like a uh uh honore decado <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's uh, pretty much wraps up the main competitors um in the last right, fight just yeah. so you guys know uh kuon ends up fighting nagamo who's possessed by azumi who we'll get to in a minute um azami god damn so this character yeah they uh, that's how that happens and then uh amo and kuon have to fight each other because they have to fight till there's only one left um mm-hmm. and he kuon still can't bring himself to kill amo um and that's how it kind of leads into the last part, which ties into the big fight we were talking about. But let's talk about Azami for a second because she's very important to this story. And we get one of the coolest things in Garo, which is the oh. the animated openings. And uh Yeah. Okay. That's 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 a good point. Where yes. Fear lurks and terror reigns. <laughs> I liked the it worked. It was the only English part, and I, I was thrown because I thought like my my system switched i'm like did i just change this to the dub what what happened nope and and i'm like okay so i I let it rock and the myth is okay it's not bad i guess the idea have you ever heard the speaking of the myth have you ever heard the original opening for garo 
the 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 fucking speech no okay so i'm going to send a video to you well i'll send it i'll put it in the discord but we're gonna watch it for everyone watching live we're gonna check it out okay um this is where the myth originated this is where it all kind of started um this whole animated thing um okay i see so this is where it starts where there is light shadows lurk and fear reigns all in english it's fucking cool mankind was given so it's it's basically stylized it's referential to it it's referential to the original opening that's where it comes from so we get this story about how at some point there's a makai knight who uh was the most powerful of them all i believe is what the way they put it Um, yeah and at some point there's a uh event that happens every 500 years that throws this through discourse and they are killed and so right, yeah. they not get overwhelmed before, by demons or horrors or by horrors like like yeah that. so uh apparently there's essentially like a horror apocalypse um that happens every 500 <laughs> years or so and you know, they are killed and not before putting a baby in someone and because this this baby is horror driven in an apocalypse uh, a bunch of dark energy goes into this womb um negative ca- uh, negative karma Karma? karma yeah it's karma um and it congregates in this baby and when they are born they are essentially half horror half human um but they are able oh, to con- they, they call it controlling the darkness um they can control makai power and horrors and things like that like nobody's business um and they have cool red hair and they <laughs> i don't know they they got an energy they got an energy um she's she's every bit of of horrible that mm-hmm. you, you can make it like yeah. i i can't i can't deal with how much i'm upset at this ending yeah because she gets away with it you know what i yeah. mean like this so, is literally fun for her everything yeah. that she does is fun i was she gonna say like, one thing i noticed watching it a second time that i didn't notice the first time because it was also i was watching it week to week last time which we were just talking about that you know sometimes you yeah. just take shows differently when you watch it in chunks as opposed to week to week exactly um i didn't realize she's wandering around talking to everyone at the beginning of the first couple episodes i didn't realize that was her like who's the producer who's you know the reporter who's all of these people i didn't realize that was her um so it's very cool because she's very much like the chess master right like she's moving all the pieces the way that she wants the game to play out because she is literally an agent of chaos she just wants to watch the world burn in the coolest way possible and and it's it's alarming because it's like she is also incredibly powerful mm-hmm. like it is it is no joke that the horrors that we mentioned before that were offing people in like two seconds where they could just absorb them yeah they were being restrained by these things called mystic tools where yeah. they were just you know winding Magic them down gear to, maybe to like nerf them that's all it is yeah it's a digi gear yeah. <laughs> uh but it, she had direct control mm-hmm. of how the limiters would work yep. At one point, the guy's like, "Why don't you loosen the reins a little bit?" Because uh, one of the characters manages to grab one of the horrors Amo for like a, a second. Amo, yep. Amo gets cocky and is able to grab it. And mm-hmm. as soon as he does, he goes, "Loosen it a bit." She does this eye flashy thing, and it just like, "All right, enough." With just the arm extension, does like a shockwave mm-hmm. that sends him reeling into almost a wall kills probably. him. 
it all it, like it's the like, only reason he survived is because the Hoshi eye shit pops off. That is the only reason he survived. Yeah, because we had it. We had the other character yeah. that needed to go. But they, if they, if if it would have been, yeah, if it would have been any other character, it would have legit killed them. Yeah. So uh, you get that, and and that's just what she did with her eyes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like all she did was like, okay, and and it gets. <laughs> Because it all of them building up to the point where you have the flashback mm-hmm. where the guy 20 years before, the same dude who's holding the tournament, yep. the uh, failed Garo dude, he is pissed off at the dudes that the Makai priests and he's cursing them. And she shows up as a kid because she was being left under the care of a nanny who basically was like her pseudo mother. It's a so they had a Makai priest watch over her because they know how powerful she is. So Makai priest is kind of taking her under her wing and just watching out for her. And so they both come back to this headquarters, whatever, because that's a common thing in the Garo series too. There's a headquarters, and also uh, the head priest had two girls in white. That's also a very common thing in the Garoverse. Um, yeah. The Garo Knights usually answer to these twins that are usually in white, and that's where they get their missions from, things like that. That's where they get their assignments. Um, so it was a harken back to that as well, which is cool to see. There's a lot of, in this show that kind of is like, yep, nope, this is Garo. See, all the pieces are here. It's, it's presented differently, but all the pieces are here. Yes. And and I like I liked it because it... it the moment that you see the, the, the Makai guys, they, you get the implication that they're doing something good mm-hmm. in a bad way mm-hmm. because of the whole sacrifice 100 people. Mm-hmm. So I get where the, the guy calls them out on their shit. Yeah. It's like for the greater goes, good kind of thing. Yeah. But so we get this moment where As- Asami, Asami is just strolling about like she mm-hmm. does, finds out that they're, she's interested in the whole situation at first. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I want to go check this out. So yeah. she goes and checks it out and f- and sees that he's finally pissed off at them and she's like oh that looks interesting that's corrupting that armor up there and they're fighting for the garo armor and this this negative energy is flowing into the garo armor mm-hmm. and creating this um uh dark, dark the dark metal dark metal yep. um yeah so she she gets a piece of it and she's like oh this? this is dope and her her mom oh it's like you know what's going on here what are you doing and she gets fucking ganked by these dark metal shards. Yeah, Asami like, makes these darts and just fires them into her mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you can tell, like, it, it, these barriers that they create have some kind of substance to them because yeah. it's like, it took a second for it to get through, but only a second. Yeah. So, like, it, it's that level of horror that you see how powerful this chick is mm-hmm. because she's supposed to be only, like, a 13-year-old person. Yep. Um, but to immediately following that, she's interest intrigued in in him being pissed off at the makai guys mm-hmm. and he throws a sword that's been po- she powers up his sword with negative karma mm-hmm. and he chucks it at them and it turns into a serious saitama punch <laughs> like yeah no get- so he, he he chucks this shit at the head priest <laughs> and it fires through his chest it's he, he puts up barrier, which is put, which is supported by the two priestesses mm-hmm. that you know, and they're they're like they're struggling against this this impact. Yep. and they're like, they're you could see like it doesn't even it doesn't even do like the back and forth. It is straight like struggle for like a second, 
second, and then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, they get Saitama punched, and they leave a, a, a gap in this mountain mm -hmm. and parting in the clouds, and it's like, yep. what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> like, they were like, oh, this dark karma shit, that's, we should fucks with this. We should, we should definitely fucks with this. So <laughs> that's what the plan is eventually revealed, that they're not necessarily trying to find a new Garo. They're trying to make a dark metal version of Garo. They're trying to make a right. negative karma armor. Because he couldn't get the armor. He's, because he couldn't get Garo. Yeah. Right. Uh, so so that's where this this whole thing is. They're trying to collect negative energy. They say suffering, hate, anger, all this stuff feeds into the armor that's creating this doppelganger negative armor. Um, and like you know, she like you were saying before, you know, the, it's corrupting the Goro armor, but they're sucking that dark metal out and creating right, their own they're, armor. They're siphoning it, so it's like it's still there, and that's yeah. what ultimately ends up being the deciphering factor. I'll do. I do have one serious question. Yeah. What was that dude's ex machina for Kuan? Uh, which one? <laughs> Where he gets the armor? Where he gets because the armor. everything up to that, everything up to that point implied that he 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 still wasn't gonna get it. Yeah, like so it, it they kind of imply that you have to be like pure of heart kind of thing to get the armor. That's kind of what it seemed to be. Like there's no anger, there's no whatever. I interpreted it other than just being protagonist bullshit. Um, I interpreted it as that he had finally gotten over his bullshit. Um, so that made him like big air quotes worthy, uh, that kind of thing. That's how I, I was into, not it. I'm not saying it was well done by any means. Like I said, I had watching it a second time. There was definitely some issues I had with the show that I didn't have the first time, not necessarily to kill the show. I still loved it, but it, there's things like that where like, maybe if they had another episode or two, it could have been explained a little better, that kind of thing, because it's only, like even one more episode. It's weird that it's 12 and not 13. Because typically we had an episode, yeah, we um, had an episode that was mostly fighting, and they still managed to trickle in some stuff. Yeah, in there. Um, and so, like I said, uh, Azami and I don't. Do you know the Makai Knights guy's name? The guy who's running the game. Do you remember his name? Yeah, um, he Hagiri Hagiri Hagiri. Okay. So Hagiri and Azami are, you know, it's it's the final thing, and. Azumi just kind of like fucks off and watches. <laughs> She's, yeah. She comes out of Nagamo and is like, oh, that's fun. Okay, let's see what happens. And uh, She possesses Nagamo. Oh, my God. Yeah, she dude. possessed Nagamo like, and then gets literally supernatural out of him and literally mm -hmm. becomes a cloud, in there, like a demon cloud. A cloud everything. demon. Yeah, yeah. Demon, a demon cloud. It was um, Meg. She became so, Meg. Like, like she just kind of fucks <laughs> off and then the rest of the thing plays out. And Hagiri finishes the armor because, you know, Kuan's the last one. And the, the way he finishes it is by picking up Amo and slitting his throat. Yeah. Slowly. Slowly. But also, taunting somehow, Amo can still talk <laughs> because of I mean, ADR. <laughs> let's say that it was a superficial throat slit. It definitely it was, was be because slow. there's no like, mark. There was just like red lipstick across his throat. Yeah. So, so yeah. It wasn't it was really, He was faking it. Let's just, it was for the greater good. <laughs> so it it was the last episode while cool to finally see the garo happen it felt like it was the weakest of all the episodes honestly it because i think because we we had to take a back seat to the it's it's weird to say but the, the fact that we didn't have live action mm -hmm. detracted from the feel they honestly haven't done like real live action suits in garo for a long time um, it's been mainly CGI since they did Ryuga the first time. There might be like one or two instances where they'll have like a shot uh, in the armor, but it's very rare that they have 
live action armor anymore. I wonder well, because it's heavy or just because. Yes, the- because it's heavy. Uh, so okay. I believe Mr. Common Rider was the actor in the original suit. Um, the original like Koga season 2001 had a ton of it, it was a mix. I shouldn't say a ton. It was a nice mix. It was some CG, mm-hmm. some in the suit. Um, and it apparently weighed like 120 pounds. The fucking That's suit. Right. Um, yeah. So he so was just like sweating yeah. his balls off, couldn't move. It was not safe for anyone to be in it. Um, that kind of thing. So I think they eventually just turned it into CG because they didn't want to make 19 120 pound suits. Um, what's up, Ken? NYCC was fucking surreal. And we went on a whole tangent about it earlier, but I will tell you about it, my my dude. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was fucking surreal. It was great. It was amazing. Um, but essentially what this turns into is a like you said deus ex machina bullshit for kuan to yeah, pull you gotta the sword because I, I was not I, okay with that i, I couldn't really i can't out of the end like i said i interpreted it as he maybe he got over his bullshit and that was okay so i don't like it um i don't like it. uh yeah i don't know so it like we said the king arthur or the king arthur the garo sword is like a king arthur thing where you got to pull it out of a stone kuan is able to magically pull it out of the stone because uh the power of friendship and bubblegum or some bullshit um or power of love it was the power of love yeah but so the power of love from all his dead friends <laughs> what the the counter design because uh for those who don't know the the entire thing of garo is the golden look yes this the golden shining lion. brilliant saint seiya wanna like saint seiya amazingly mm-hmm. majestic the brilliant armor. gold armor of garo the yes, lion to say the least. yes and it's contrasted by the veil armor yes which they call is the veil armor this, this purplish dark it's your typical mm-hmm. you know when you think it's of a darker the always um again to be referential to itself it's always the dark makai color scheme it's red and purple um and yeah so it that's oh. its thing uh, i'm gonna pull it up on the screen so people can check out the armors in a second but yeah it's gotcha. red and purple and it does its red and purple evilness uh <laughs> so it's just <laughs> yeah like there's always at least once a season or at least it once a universe we've gotten some kind of dark makai knight they're trying to make their own garo they're trying to do whatever um i have it up on the screen for everyone to check out you can see what the garo armor looks like um this is a much different design it's much more tech inspired than the old ones usually it's just a golden knight of death and destruction um this particular one is much more it has tron lines (laughs) for anyone you know listening to the audio it has tron lines and you can see here this is a nice little action shot of Vale and Garo doing their big CG Digimon battle. Um, so yeah, it's literally a a dark wolf theme. It's black and blue and reds and purples and everything evil. You know, it, it's that kind of thing. So, I what do you think of this fight? Again, I think I wanted to feel the visceral impacts that the live action gives. But, you know, the fact that I, I I guess I can expect this from most Garos, this super over-the-top, super sometimes janky-looking fights. Yes and no. Um, no? I say yes and no because there is, um, even from the first season, they go into, like, the Makai world, and it's always, like, a big green-screened room kind of thing. And then, like, I've shown you, the, like, the big dumb horse and the big dumb sword, and I've probably shown you the thing where he, like, throws the sword and hops on it and bullshit like that. Um, yeah. we've seen which like is, Beast which, of the, we watch yeah. Beast of the White Knight together like that that kind of nonsense happens all the time um, 
and yeah it's a weird combination of big cg fights that don't always look this bad um yeah okay. it's weird so that, well, I don't, it wasn't just me it no was no and i think it had to do with them kind of going with this video game thing they changed up the style a little bit um so it's i don't i don't know how to describe it other than video gamey but it's like a a, like a like an early gen ps3 game is kind of what it looks like um it's kind of clunky like over there's some fidelity to it there's you know surface things but like it was kind of hard to tell what was going on because the camera was moving constantly um, at yes. one point, Kuan in the armor kind of like channels all his dead friends and starts doing different things. Like he does the Ipman punches. He does Kazuki's kind of like palm things. He you, fucking you get, yeah, suplexes yeah, yeah, this dude. He channel the MO. I think he drop kicks him at one point to get Kanata in there. Like he goes through the whole gamut and he even does like some leg locks and elbows and shit to do Nagamo. Um, it's a it's it's a twenty minute fight of everything. They're, they they yeah. throw everything in this fight, and including key blasts. The so, first time like, I watched this, I thought it was a really cool fight scene. The second time, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I just thought it took t- too long and it was janky and it it didn't have this. Like, I would have preferred that they fought in the flesh and had like flashes of the Gauro armor which they have done they did that a little bit they had that one point when uh veil puts them in like a headlock and they were just kind of in their normal clothes right um (sighs) they do stuff like like that fairly often when it's like a dark makai and a makai knight fighting right they do that uh, yeah you're right because they do have the cutaways where they're just like talking through the or it'll just be like the mask isn't on kind of thing you know yeah 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 yeah. and they'll have the body suit but not the mask and stuff like that yes and they also do the just like the upper torso like holding the sword that kind of nonsense yeah Yeah, they do that a lot it's very garo but yeah so but the the fact that it was predominantly this bad cg it was just too much and and it really by the time it was ending i'm like okay let's just let's just get it and and it was typical but what pissed me off is that fucking Azami gets away with it because mm-hmm. they have to have season two potentially Azami gets away with it yeah. like legit he's right there in front of her I get that even if he tried to he probably couldn't kill her mm-hmm. but dude doesn't even try you didn't even try like you nope. didn't you didn't even curse you know what he you. does he like, puts the sword back in the stone and pieces the fuck out like he didn't even go fuck you gans <laughs> like, it was just it was just nothing it's just literally like, okay. nothing he was like my friends are all dead i'm gonna go be a hermit now oh Walking boy into the snow where he's obviously gonna make it out because he's in the middle of nowhere in a cold ass field like, yeah okay suddenly all of a sudden there's snow <laughs> okay makes sense yeah so ultimately like i think the ending tapered off because they 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 didn't embrace the what made it so successful because Mm -hmm. the fact that we were building up to this point to get the armor was the entire point of the show that when we finally get it it Mm -hmm. is so underwhelming that it's just a giant finger that it did wreck the ending a lot and Mm -hmm. if it does get a season two i hope that at least they fix the cg because yeah they don't need it. They didn't need it <laughs> at all. Um, and like, like I said, that like we've done, they've done like pure CG fights in Garo before, and they've looked good. So I don't know if it was a different team, if it was just the director. I don't know what changed, but like this one just didn't look great. And I think it had to do with the video game aesthetic. I think they went because normally it's they'll do like the super shiny armor, and it looks kind of wild. Like I'll find a, a CG shot for you um, of some of the other armors. Uh, 
but oh, great it no it it genuinely doesn't look awful like um okay. yeah like the gokai silver's armor looks great when it's in motion gokai oh but the gokai silver is great. you know reverse kind of thing um hang on i'm trying to find a good picture of the armors and so like the cg just doesn't always look terrible and it's unfortunate this one did because i liked this season so much it's it's you know what i mean like it's unfortunate that it event like it turned into that everything um, up to that point though that's what i mean like everything excluding the way it looked because they they did okay like the 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 build up the payoff mm-hmm. okay but not great and it yeah. could have been um yeah i don't know how did you feel about the show overall I, I would I would definitely watch a second season. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care much for the CG, but if you give me again another repeat of this, where it's if the majority of the characters are predominantly live action and they go back to that, I would watch it. But if it's now that Kuan has the accessibility for the armor, they might you know fall back on that and it yeah. would ruin the show for me. I think. So I'm gonna put a picture in the Discord of. One of the this is Koga's son. This is one of the more like ridiculous Whoa. CG armors that he gets. But like this looks okay. It looks pretty good. It's Devil Trigger. Yeah, it, I mean <laughs> that's what it is. It's it's a combination of his uh like Berserk form and his normal form. But like that doesn't look awful. You know what I mean? Like for being a big mm-hmm. dumb CG form, that doesn't look awful. Um, and that's kind of the thing I'm getting at. It's is unfortunate. Is that a sword gun? Gun sword? Uh, I think it's just a big dumb sword, because usually when they get this form, it's just a big dumb sword at that point. Like, Okay. uh, Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Koga literally turns into a fucking uh, dragon slayer. Like, straight up berserk sword. Like, That's okay. You know what it is? It's fucking, uh, I think it's Requiem, the one that has the hook at the end, like the crescent moon from Sephiroth and Siegfried, or or Siegfried and Nightmare. It has the the hook at the end. I think it's called Requiem. That's literally the sword that he gets when he gets on his horse. It's cool. Okay. But versus I'm, road does not get that. So no, but yeah, I mean, it, again, I would definitely watch a second season if you told me that they would focus more on the live action. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, I liked it. I really did. I could forgive the ending because I enjoyed the getting there so much that in my head, I'll play it a different way. You know, like, yeah, uh, yeah like fuck the suits. Let's just fucking throw down here face to face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, on the second watch, uh, one of the staples of Goro is the, the circle that they cut with the sword. Um, I was a little disappointed that he didn't do that for the henshin. Um, I don't know if you remember Koga, he does the like shing and like rips it down and that's when the armor comes onto him. Um, yes, those are, the circle is one of the coolest parts when it comes to the henshins and garo for me because every character does the circle differently they all have to make the circle they have to make the portal to summon the armor um and one of my favorite ones is actually in ryuga's second season where a guy with a big dumb axe has a dude on the end of it and just rips it in a circle (laughs) and cuts the thing as he makes the circle cool shit like that like there was the one the uh the uh quincy type character the one with the bow he spins it does the circle on both sides yeah, comes in from the other sides that kind of thing yeah, yeah. uh guy you know gokai silver he does his like circle on the ground and like poof, pops it out that's that's it's, one of my favorite ones i was excited to see that with this character because i think the suit looks really cool like the tron lines and everything it's just you know standing still like i should say like when it was there like oh look at the armor like i thought it looked really cool 
um, moving around. It didn't look as cool, <laughs> but I was, I wanted him to do like a circle of some kind and he really doesn't. And that was, I, I mean, I guess the one point he like is tumbling mid henshin. So that's kind of a circle. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that, he's like getting knocked back yeah, and he, he just like henshins as he's anime shit. skids. Yeah, that's perfect. That's <laughs> close enough to a circle, I guess. But yeah, I I would highly suggest everyone, if you guys are into Garo or don't really know, maybe not start with this one because it's kind of like Gaim where it's going to set a precedent that isn't really with the other seasons. Um, but it's I check it out. It, it's cool. It's good. Um, the Garo stuff is not as good in this one. Like it's a good show, though. That's that's kind of what I would say about it. Like the, it being a Garo is not great. It being a show right. is good, <laughs> right? If it, if you could title it something else, and yeah, you know, make like if they just cut off that last episode else. and just like made a fight or something at the end, like it would be a beautiful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's get to our hero spotlight because that's pretty much the end of versus road, I think. Unless you have any other thoughts? Yeah, on no, that. no, I'm, we're we're okay. kept off. That's we'll put that to bed, and yeah. hopefully, if the second season comes, we'll check that out too. Yeah. Uh, so. I wanted to shout out a uh, mutual on the Twitters, a person who is very good at cosplay. Uh, Again, let me give the spiel real quick. Our hero spotlights are really about shouting out the community. Um, The entire point of these things is to highlight people that we have talked to ourselves, just kind of, you know, appreciate the work that they do, that kind of thing. Just it's all about love and getting them out in the spotlight, like I said, Um, and Every week, we're going to have one or two people that we, we shout out. This week, we are going to shout out the one and only Meta Lucy. If you guys follow them on Twitter, you know them as Meta Lucy or Calvin. Um, they are a cosplayer. They just recently had an article with Superhero Time about their cosplay. They are uh, <laughs> what may be described as a snipe simp. Um, they are a huge. Fair enough. It, yeah. Yeah. They, they love enough. it. They cosplay them. Uh, they, they made an amazing snipe suit. It looks so good. Um, Meta Lucy, we've we've talked a few times. Great person to talk to. Um, I believe they have a podcast with Marco Satsu right now. You guys can check that out as well. But they are at Meta Lucy on the Twitter. If you're looking at the the live video, I have it pulled up on the page right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. Um, and this is their superhero time article, all about their cosplay and what they do in the free time and stuff like that. So please go check out. They're also an artist. They have their own artist page. Um, you can check them out. Yeah. So, Meta Lucy, what's up? Appreciate you. You're you're our hero of the week, our hero spotlight. That's our hero spotlight. So, yeah. Um, we yeah, again, yeah. the idea is just to sp- share the love. Make sure we recognize anybody who's putting any kind of effort into into yeah. anything, man. Like the the effort it takes to make a suit, I can't even fathom. And yeah. to make your own from scratch, dude. Yeah. Like, and to make it look good. Yeah. No, the suit uh, looks amazing. This helmet looks freaking amazing. <laughs> um, and like I said, they're they're a great person to talk to, and they're fun to talk to, and always starting some Twitter nonsense. So go check them out at Metalucy on Twitter. Uh, there's all kinds of links in their bio there. You can see some of their editing they've done, things like that. Um, but they also do art stuff. So yeah, go go support art. I'm I'm all for if you guys haven't noticed supporting artists, <laughs> like local artists and in the community and things like that. So go check them out. Um, yeah, that's our hero spotlight. So. Uh, let's get to a couple of news stories. Like I said, we're, we're like we kind of talked about before as well. We're we're not going hard as we used to in the news stories, but if there's anything that kind of catches our eye, we're going to talk about it. Um, I yeah. do want to see. So 
friends team common rider that got us to nycc had a panel today it looks like they announced some new toy designs um or i'm sorry not toy designs t-shirt designs that are coming to their store and a lot of these look really cool and people are telling me to get the blade one so Oh, no, really? Why yeah. would they do that? That's so uh, wild. Who I don't... would think that you would want a blade shirt? Yeah, no, it actually is a pretty solid design, though. That um, is a nice design. Damn, it's pretty good design. Uh, <laughs> so that's a... Damn. Wow. Someone was literally yeah, like, why is Blade one of the best ones? It's because you fucking know why. I mean, that's yeah, why. It's because I mean, you that. fucking know. Um, Dave did it for me. He talks all that shit, and then it gets to the, one of the best t-shirt designs in the whole, whole damn thing. Ooh, um, so those are coming to the Amazon store. Um, I have a couple of these shirts already. They're always super good quality. Um, they fit correctly, which is important to me <laughs> because, you know, sometimes when you order t-shirts and stuff offline, it's like you pick your size, but it's like, you know, athlete fit, whatever it's called, tight yeah. fit bullshit. Yeah. Or it's like Japanese sizes, you're unsure. The com team common Rider guys made sure that they are normal the ass right sizes thing. for us yes. bigger folk. <laughs> for, us mountain folk. <laughs> for us mountain folk for us americans that's, americans that's, that's, that's yeah uh, we were actually talking to dave about that yesterday a little bit so it was funny because he yeah. wears a couple x's um because <laughs> he, he's a tall man. dude dude's like nine feet tall it's crazy so he's got to get some bigger shirts and it's always super hard for him to find anything so he was like no if i'm ordering it you need to make sure it's bigger sizes <laughs> exactly and comfort and good yeah. quality so you're getting so, the whole shebang yeah a lot of these are revices it looks like we have all the revice riders actually um except Great. for yeah. maybe george yeah george isn't on here yeah, but no, then we also have uh, a all eternity on here as well um so yeah we do yeah so it looks like we got revice vice uh live evil sakura demons uh veil there you go veil holy live or reality i can't tell which one that is uh jack vice thunder gale uh what is that one i can't tell what that one is um i don't know what what that? oh is that over demons fuck that's over demons that's over demons oh, uh agulera looks like we have i don't know what that one is is that it must be their final forms. Yeah, it's Vice's final form and then Revy's final form. Um, oh, Veil. Is that Veil? Uh, I don't know. I think it's Veil. No, it looks like their final form. It's just that oh. only the eyes are highlighted. Um, oh, I see. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're, yeah. you're right. Yeah, never mind. Yep. And then we got my boy Blade because we have to include Blade for everything. Demons, uh, Tejadol yeah. Eternity, and then just it looks like the Tejadol Eternity emblem. So very cool designs. I'm excited to see those. <clears throat> That's not bad. Yeah. Um, other news things. I really didn't see too much this week. <coughs> I'm losing my voice because we've been talking for a weekend straight. Um, yeah, legit. Uh, so that's that. Uh, I don't really have any other ones, honestly, unless you do. So no, got we're good. I think we, we pretty much <laughs> hit all the nails on the head. We we'll we'll see what builds up over the next week, and then we'll touch back on stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, they did reveal a... you know personally for the buckles when it comes to geats and all that. They showed off ninja, which is uh, tycoon's new form. I'm excited to get some zombie ninja going on. So of course we'll of course see if that shows up in the next week's episode. But I got to catch up on that geats too. Yeah. A couple episodes behind. But uh, yeah, so we have our next uh, show is going to be pretty pretty hefty. We have a. Uh, in Indo Toku coming, uh, Bima Satria Garuda. Yeah, Bima Satria Garuda is our subject for next week. It is an Indonesian Tokusatsu, and I believe it is the first official Indonesian Tokusatsu. Um, it looks good. Official, it looks good. yeah. No, I it mean, looks it looks, it looks pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see we'll see where that goes from there. But I'm excited yeah. to see it because I like this design. Um, yeah, 
so uh, i'm curious yeah. so we'll see if if anything uh that's pretty much it for me uh, you guys could hit me up uh six echoes.se at gmail.com send me your creepy pastas check out my youtube six echoes on youtube uh, i have a couple stories put out uh, i'm always looking to put out a couple more other than that you can catch me here uh with carl yeah uh i will be putting out the schedule for the week soon enough we're trying to actually figure that out i'm gonna jump on a discord call and figure that out for the week so <laughs> gonna do that i'll put that out shortly um we will be back next sunday in the meantime you can catch me every monday wednesday and friday streaming other nonsense sometimes it's toku sometimes it's whatever my little heart desires so uh yeah <laughs> we shall see make sure you guys hit that follow if you haven't followed check it out twitch.tv slash kaiju carl you can also follow me at kaiju carl on all the social media things where we do things if you can see pictures from the weekend we put them all up on like twitter and stuff like that so you guys can check out pictures um yeah Deuces, yo. Time, guys. See ya. Bye.